Hello, no, testing one, one, two, three. Baby, lock the door and turn them lights down low. That's Wait, a, not white enough to understand yeah, what that yeah, is. Yeah, that's a bit of a sticky one still. I don't know when when we like properly became friends or anything. So I don't know if you have a good memory of this. I have a rough that's memory. A good thing. I feel like I don't actually know. I know you obviously a little bit. I don't actually know Aaron that well. Yeah. Like I've always I've always I admired mean, him, mention. but as in I don't. Yeah. Really, I just thought of Aaron as that guy, like wait, honestly that wavy guy with like gums. Say, say, say that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that in episode. No, no. I was gonna say it for now. English don't edit that in. Yeah. Okay. Alright, shoot. Oh, I'm gas now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of The Third Wheel. I'm one of your hosts, Hamish. And I'm your other host, Aaron. And today we're joined for an end of year episode with one of our good mates, Z. I'll let him introduce himself right now. Hi, I'm Z. I know Aaron and Hamish from uni since, I guess, first, uh, probably second year, I would say. I'll say second. First year, I barely knew anyone, so I wouldn't say first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 you've mentioned that before. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably second year of uni. I'm 23, turning 24, same as these guys. Yeah. That's where it did hang in finance at uni, so it's something slightly different to, to you guys. Yeah. Different to everyone we've had on, really. I don't think anyone's from accounting. No one's finance. Just boring enough to do accounting and finance at yeah, uni. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I can take that one. That's cool. <laughs> no, a lot yeah. of people do go into finance. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously like financial industry and stuff's quite an easy route to go into after you finish uni and like it's fairly lucrative if you if you manage to do okay in it and whatever. But it's also a kind of easy like to be honest, with the finance industry, I think like you don't really have to have done a degree like that to have actually go into it. Like I remember doing some work experience at City when I was like 16 or 17. And I remember the head of the department was like uh, English and French major or something like at uni. Oh. So it's a bit mad. Yeah, yeah. It just like it works out that if you have the analytical skills and you can do it sort of thing. But no, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Just going back to like how we met. Do you guys meet in second year? I'll say maybe a Hindu stock or through Yash. Somehow. Yeah, that's what I was like, thinking. Either it might have even been th- was it third year? It may have been third year. We it may have, have probably been. we may have like maybe seen each other nights like, out and stuff. Like, yeah, but yeah, yeah. third year would have been I think third or fourth year. Mm. Wait, did you, were you here there? For N- nah, I mean I came up a couple yeah, of times when oh. I was like in between jobs and stuff. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I miss Smack, so I came up, <laughs> <laughs> came up and saw Nish. Um, then it was but, um, third year. Smack's a club, just for the record, not the drug. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't yeah. know Smack was a drug, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what yeah, we all say. Yeah, I I honestly I don't really know how we know each other i think it's probably through yash yeah i think um but i I've, I've felt this like pretty recently like a lot of people i've like come back into contact with mm. like a lot of people i don't actually i never actually met them as in like a hi i'm aaron hi i'm whoever yeah we i think that probably applies know to us, each right? other kind i of feel thing. like we've we never really been like properly introduced obviously recently we've been speaking on instagram dm or whatever yeah. but like i think we've obviously played football against each other a few times on a wednesday yeah, like yeah. intramural stuff but i think probably only seen each other a couple times here and there with like with Yash and stuff in, in yeah. the picture and like there as well. One of those things I think where you just click and just get along. And yeah, then... no, like I've always, I say like, I don't I say don't know Aaron potentially as well as I know you, Hamish, but like I've always been like, oh cool, like Aaron's doing his thing out here, like flexing with his clothes. There you go, I told uh, you, I said uh, it, I said uh, it. Um, I remember someone saying like, there was a lot of mutual admiration as well. So I was like, all right, cool. Like obviously he respects me, I respect him sort of thing. So. I was like, cool. That was probably Yash. Yeah, yeah. Probably. <laughs> probably. It's probably gassing, isn't it? It's like, yeah. Aaron actually, actually hates him, but uh, we're just going to say that he really likes him. Uh, cool. Shout out, Yash. Yeah, and then accounting and finance. Mm. So w- when you like go for a job, as you were saying, in finance, you don't ne- really need to have a degree related to it. Mm. So I-, I haven't worked for like a big financial company like that. Isn't the requirements not like a financial degree? Obviously, you have to remember each company would have like different departments, et cetera. Oh, it's just the role. It depends yeah. on the role, really, isn't it? Mm. And they obviously hire what they need. So technically, most degrees out of university, they would hire. And some some literally hire on a different thinking basis. So if you did one course, you may think differently to the standard template of what people are looking to hire. Yeah. And thinking differently makes you develop different solutions, deal with problems in a different way, which is yeah, always definitely. a nice way. Yeah, definitely. I think even people who did 
you know, English and French and stuff. It's obviously nothing to do with finance at all. They'd be still getting jobs and stuff in the industry. I think Hamish is right. I think everyone brings a different skill set. So you could have people who are doing like computer science and maths who brings like a very analytical mindset. You could have someone who's yeah. doing economics or, you know, in the business school in whatever university. And then they could be bringing maybe a little bit more of a analytical mindset from a, from a financial perspective. And then you can have maybe people who do like social sciences or history or English or whatever. And maybe they bring the element of, even like emotional intelligence or like social etiquette or like that sort of stuff, which to be honest, like client facing sometimes is really key. I, I work for a company who is pretty middle-class. So like, I think, especially with like client facing roles, the sort of people that they have to deal with on a day-to-day, -day, they're quite eloquent. They're quite well-spoken. They sort of have are probably either outwardly or like subconsciously, they have like some sort of standard that maybe they have to abide by both from the company as well as the client that they have as an expectation. So I think like to be able to speak eloquently enough and having done a social science or an English sort of degree, I think that probably puts you in a better stead than potentially someone who does like maths, who's maybe a little bit more that, that way inclined in terms of like anal analysis yeah, sure. and stuff like that. But yeah, like I don't really think it matters. As I say, I think every degree sort of brings its own perks. And I think it's about what you're after. I mean, some firms, especially like Deloitte, I think, and that sort of firm, they don't actually care as much with uh, degrees and stuff. And I think that's a good thing. Cause I think at the end of the day, there's obviously like mitigating circumstances you can use, but actually even aside from that, some people just don't thrive in exam environments or, or they don't, you know, they ha they prefer coursework to that or whatever, which I probably fit into as a category. Like I think I did okay in exams at the end, but I had to work really hard to be able to get to that stage. And like some people just like, <laughs> certain people at uni I remember like they'll revise for like a couple of days and like cool I'm set and they'll get like a 75 yeah. and I'm like I don't understand mm -hmm. that at all I've had to work the whole year and I'm still sitting on a mid 60 mm -hmm. but fair play to them in it it's one of those where I think unless you want to go and do like external qualifications you don't need to be able to do that well in exams potentially so it, it's not really that relevant to a role so yeah no but, I think yeah. I agree with that yeah, I'm on the same boat. I everyone probably knows at this point I would prefer coursework as it is. Yeah, no, I think <laughs> I think I'm definitely in that boat as well. What have you been up to since uni? Um, yeah, so since uni, you sort of finished what July 2017. So yeah, so like since then I like joined like straight off the bat, pretty much like after probably like four or five weeks after finishing, I joined a firm that basically specialized in giving you a certain training in a certain field. So either in the tech stream, like you guys actually, or more of a business stream. So they did that for like eight weeks and then they basically try and like contract you out to clients so like hsbc barclays bnp paribas hs uh, i said hsbc whatever jp morgan like all these other big firms yep. and then basically like they'll contract you out for like 65 70 grand a year and they'll pay you like a fraction of that um so they basically build a business model on like literally just making the most out of like these delegates that have come here desperate for a job straight out of uni so it was a bit of a weird one because like the training was actually quite good and I actually liked a lot of the people who gave the training for those eight weeks. But it was a bit of a frustrating one for me because I was sort of like, like luckily I was able to go to a really decent uni. Like somehow I was managed, I managed to like pull off this 2-1. And so it was more of a case of like, should I, if you look at like the average graduate salary in this particular field, I was like, I'm sort of being like, checked basically. <laughs> like I was, I was sort of just like, it's, it's a little bit, um, a little bit unfair um how it worked out in the end was that after you finish your training you have three months to get placed with a with a with a company so like ubs hsbc whatever and if you haven't got placed for whatever reason then actually you can like go off and do your own thing and some of these positions i wanted and some of them i didn't so i think in the ones i didn't want i had to sort of play the game of like interviewing poorly <laughs> um because there's one of those where if you did get it you couldn't you didn't have a decision there was no decision to be made you went oh, wow. so like yeah so unless if it was in the uk so ireland aside and the U and europe aside 
have you got a position anywhere there? So I think I remember they wanted, they wanted to send me to Norwich at one point to work for Aviva. And I was like, I'm just not keen on doing that. Like, yeah. especially not for the salary I was being given. And I was like, I literally would, I wouldn't be able to do anything. Like I'd have to pay rent. I'd have to like, if I wanted to come back home, I'd have to pay for extra travel, whatever, potentially pay for a car. So it was like, it just didn't make sense. So like I had to sort of play the game in that way. And like, it's one of those where like, it's a little bit, so you feel like you actually had interviews where you like shaked it on purpose? Oh, no, no. I, yeah, I definitely did that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I only to be fair, like they did have a lot of decent roles. So like some with HSBC, some with BNP, et cetera. The bank, not the political party. Um, <laughs> and uh, they, uh, there were occasions where like, I, I wanted them and I just, I just wasn't like good enough to get, get them, which is fair, fair enough. Um, but there were as occasions where like I was just a completely different person. So like I was, I'd like to think I'm like somewhat confident, but there was like occasions where I was, um, I was in the interview and I was just like a shadow of the person and like, just like, didn't know what to say. They're like, oh, where'd you see yourself in five years? And I was like, just nowhere near this industry, to be honest, just like <laughs> stuff like that. Or I'd be like, oh, like what name a time where you've implemented something and like one of the work experiences you had. And I was like, well, I did this. And they're like, oh, so how was that? And I was like, well, my manager didn't like it. So then they're just like, I literally, it was, just, it was awful. But I was like, I had to do what I had to do to try and save myself and be able to- I'm guessing none of those job. like- no one turned around and was like, oh, I really like the honesty from that. No, of course not, right? Like if it was like, oh yeah, you, so you want to work in insurance? I was like, I want to be a trader. As I said, <laughs> they didn't really were like, oh, it doesn't really go hand in hand. But um, but yeah, no, so like that was obviously what happened. And then after three months, like I didn't get the roles that I wanted. And obviously like the ones I didn't want didn't work out for one reason or another, <laughs> um, either through my own or maybe not. Um, and then, yeah, then I think middle of January, I was like, okay, they were like, oh, we can give an extension. Like we could still get you placed. And I was like, hmm nah I think I'm going to go to the market and like I sort of backed myself at that point and yeah. I was like you know what without sounding arrogant I guess I was like I think I have the tools to be able to at least be somewhat successful myself and I don't think I need to be on a salary like half as much as I think the market value is so I went to market and I, I think like luckily I, I had really really like decent success because I I think I had a couple of rejections and everywhere else that I interviewed at, I was actually still in the pipeline when I eventually took my offer. So yeah, I was interviewing for like two and a half months and then early April, I think I got my offer. So like from mid April, 2018 till now, I've been at my firm, which has been, yeah, good. So no complaints. And you mentioned recently to me, you have to like take some sort of test. What are you preparing? Right, yes. Yeah. So I'm working towards a CFA at the moment. So this is, so I did a- I And what's that, that like? Stand stand I don't know. Yeah. Right, so it's- what's that, what's What that? does that stand for? What does it stand for? Right, yeah. So so it's, the CFA is like actually a society. So it's the Chartered Financial Analyst sort of society. Um, they do like a, not a prerequisite exam, but like something that a lot of people take before that. So they do what's called the IMC. So the Investment Management Certificate, which we, I think most of the graduates at the firm do straight off the bat when they join. So we roughly finish their qualification the same, roughly the same time. I think they might finish in October, 2018. I finished it a month later. So just over a year ago. And then following that, I was like, I can either go down the sort of wealth management master's route not actual, I don't think it's actually a master's master's, but it's with a different institute called the CISI. So Chartered Institute of Securities and Investment. Um, or you can go down the CFA route and do like the actual CFA qualification itself. So I went down the latter route and, and I was like, okay, let me start looking into this and whatever. And I think with the wealth masters, inevitably, even by the title, you can tell that it's sort of a little bit more, a little bit more niche and actually probably just really for wealth management. So it's, it doesn't really give that scope to be able to progress in a different direction potentially down the line. So I wanted to do the CFA, even though I think it's potentially a little bit more tricky and a little bit more prestigious and hence the, hence a little bit more, um, potentially a little bit more tricky to, to get around. But so I start that, I think as a, as a course, I start that next month mm -hmm. uh, in Jan and um, then the exams, I think early June. So 
Yeah, they yeah. start prepping you via a different learning company and stuff, which is ideal. Yeah. So, I was amazed at like some people I've spoken to and they still have to do exams after uni. I yeah, thought like I mean, after yeah. uni, that, those days I mean, it's a, for most people, it's a choice. <laughs> so it's a choice that maybe naively I'm making. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that I think it would boost my employability, uh, my skill set. I think it's all one and good studying finance at uni, but one, I found it hard and I wasn't particularly good <laughs> at it. But two, it was also... Um, it was one of those where I was like, actually, if I do this myself, I'm going to be able to be able to talk about finance in a very different way, in a much more analytical way relative to like, as you guys have mentioned in previous podcasts, like maybe just doing uni stuff and actually just rote learning and just like memorizing and stuff as opposed to actually understanding the content itself. Do you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think I have a few tests that I can do, but they're mainly AWS ones on there, obviously when I want to do them. That's the only ones that What's we the AWS would, one? So like AWS is, if you've heard of Amazon Web Services, it's the cloud ones. Oh, cool. And obviously that would help boost up not only my salary, but maybe boost up your skills. And yeah, sure. It has like a quali the qualifications help you get more cloud-based roles more easily than just saying, I have this experience and then them trying to test out a technical interview. You already have that certification, but it's mm. not like forced upon. Yeah. It's just if you want it, go for it. That's kind so, of thing. And they sponsor it? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. But um, obviously, not not that I even feel like I want to do an exam anytime soon. No, I, also, yeah, I don't feel like I want to do finding, an exam anytime yeah. soon. Finding the time comes to the territory, you know, learn everything. Because I, th I think it's going to be more like a memory test. Mm. A memory test on my forte. So then I have to take the time out of my schedule. Yeah. Put in time to this. I want it, but right now, not enough to. You don't think you'll be able to make time right now, right? Not right now. Yeah, no, nah, fair. And you got a lot going on and stuff. So. Is the kind of like role and industry you're in, is that something you've been wanting to go into for like quite a while? I think maybe the industry, I, it's just funny because actually Nish who came on this podcast, he's actually, he sent me something recently um, in one of our group chats and he was like, oh, where do you, like, what would you say you wanted to do as like a kid, as a preteen, a teen and like now? The first two are a little bit of a write-off because it was like, be a footballer. Um, I, I like, think that's the same with me. Yeah, too, yeah. Though, I, think, yeah. I, think that's, I think it's probably most people in the UK sort of dreaming as a kid, especially potentially as a guy as well. Like it's very much a, that sort of thing. But I think as a, as a, as a teen, I think I sort of went into the route of, I think I did want to, I did want to go into the financial industry, but I was potentially keen on like doing a lot of trading. So like investment and stuff and like, like securities, some sort of assets, bonds, like shares, whatever, um, as like a trading option. And now obviously like I'm in compliance, which is like, it's okay. Um, but it is something that I'm potentially want to like venture out of eventually. I think going into an investment route, whether it's actually trading myself and like being a portfolio manager potentially, or whether it's actually just recommending investments based on research and stuff that I've done myself. That's sort of like maybe where I want to go now. Um, but yeah, so I feel like that's potentially the route that I want to go yeah. down afterwards. But yeah. What was yours? I guess in yours, teen and child ones weren't so, football player. No. no Grime but, rapper. I <laughs> 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 started young. Now, back then, like, well, I guess. MC. No, as a child, I'll say, what age am I a child to? What was the one I was, I was, was sort of going or? kid, so like, uh, maybe like until you were, uh, I don't know, eight or nine, and then preteen, I'd say. Or like just say earliest nine memory. Till 12, kind of. and then teen, okay. 13 to 18, roughly. Okay, I'm going to ignore the one before age nine because I don't I don't know what, what I would do. Okay, then. fair. <laughs> I don't barely remember it. So. Okay, fair, fair. And I'll say up till the point I got, like, maybe secondary, when I got my first computer, I'd say, like, I wouldn't have known, but when I got the first computer and realized that everyone else is obviously way better at it i don't know if i've ever said this on air but basically i, I saw that everyone else could always type and stuff because they already had computers etc right um so in ict i was like it's how do you, do you know when you're like yeah yeah like you're you behind but it's not, like not really fault to catch yeah, up not really your fault at the time so they would put me in those classes and i was like i'm not feeling like this my mathematical ability finally started to come through and show 
then I just jump from step four to step one. Oh, maths so. and CR3. And then, Wait, so the compute, you not having a computer affected your math set? Like, well, that didn't affect about like, because I was good at maths just for some reason. That helped me doing doing comp site all the oh, way through. Oh, I see. Okay, got you. And so when I got my first computer, like obviously that helped me like not only get, do well at computers and my, I guess my drive to be better than other people. And not in like a rude way, but like, how do I say it? Like, just used, be the best person you can. Really. Yeah, like I didn't like being that person that was just like, arguably the last person in the class to finish any work because right, yeah. I didn't know how to use a computer. Then from there it kind of stemmed. But I think since early, like goals of mine included going into like software engineering or some sort of computers. Right. And then obviously like trying to own like some sort of company doing something. For now it's played out pretty well. If yeah, you yeah, definitely. And then that obviously from year, year seven to year 11, so GCSEs yeah, yeah. and everything. Like I based on just trying to get into the A-levels, I, I, I saw why I needed to get comps at uni. I, I set my A-levels on that and what I needed at the A-levels, I basically said, these are the GCSEs I'm going with and I'm just going to try power, power my way through it, even though my school don't offer certain options like computing, etc. Yeah. And what made you so interested in computer science? Actually, both of you, I guess. Yeah, so that was the thing. Like I, I never had it and I didn't want it. I didn't want to feel like behind other people like in computers. Like everyone else oh, could type fast. Okay. One thing was like the typing fast. Everyone could type fast, whereas I'm looking for the keys on the keyboard. So it was, so, it was a case of like you get into a certain stage yeah. where you're like level with them and then you actually just wanted to push through and like keep yeah. going past that. There was a point so in like yeah. year seven or year eight, I taught my ICT teacher how to use Photoshop because he was struggling. <laughs> he was meant to be teaching us how to edit something. And he was yeah, just like, like... The student has become the master. I was, <laughs> I was just like, wow, no, this is some dead ICT class. So I went and learned it yeah, at home, yeah, because this, as I said, like I didn't like being... I just wanted to make sure I was going to be doing some form of computer science or something at the end. Right. So I learned it. I thought it was a part of it at the time I saw. So when I learned it and I showed him and he was like struggling to show everyone a tutorial in class like, yo, you do something like this to, to edit this out in Photoshop to like grab this. I'm like, you could do this. You could use the magic wand tool. He's like, what's the magic wand tool? I'm like, you see that tool on your left? He's like, wait, <laughs> um, everyone just go back to your computers and do something like that. He's going to come show me. Like he took it quite well. Oh, fair. And then he just came over. It sounds like he was trying to be really low key about it. It's like, Hamish, come to my desk. Don't show anyone else that you're actually showing me this. <laughs> no, then he came over. I showed him how to do it. And then he went and did it. Oh, cool. And he even gave me credit to it, you feel like. This oh, was fair. This okay, one of those good, like, teacher things. I wouldn't say he was, like, the best teacher. I think like, some some teachers get hurt with, like, an element of pride if, yeah. if you try and show them up. Yeah, like, he was, he would definitely yeah. be under that category, but I don't, I think, like, I don't know why he On just, like, rated me. Right. I think, because I guess I was a good student still in some, mm. in mostly, so he was fine with it, but, like, he didn't, like, I wouldn't say he's the best teacher to have for everyone, especially like I, even then I was still with, with a wish for a different ICT teacher, but in what way was he just like that? He was a bit of a like friggish and like, I guess he didn't really know how to like, I don't know if, if him teaching that age group was the right thing. I think he would have been a better university teacher. Okay. Was well, a bit like a bit too relaxed? No, he's a bit too like, maybe he can't like speak to like teach kids, I guess like in a more subtle tone, if that makes sense. He's better like dictating maybe. I think like you, you'd get, you'd be fine with him. Like, you wouldn't think he was a prick if you're at uni. Right. Like, it's an age thing. When it comes with age, right? Like, you're used to, like, oh, this teacher teaches this way. It's fine. But right, right. at that age, especially, you need the people who are, like, always going extra, the extra mile to be kind. Like, super, super kind to you. Right, right. That's just my Or, like, understanding or something. Yeah, yeah so, like, yeah. No, I but, like, that. the way he came across was never that. And he'd, obviously, because my class was just getting in trouble constantly, it didn't help. But it was just good that I was in the good books at that time. But he wasn't, like, a bad person. I wouldn't say he was a bad person. I just say that... Like d different teachers handle it different ways. Mm. I think he would have been a better university teacher than right. oh, a secondary that. school teacher, in my opinion. I'm, I don't think anyone would say nice things about him. Anyways, I'll, I'll just say like he he was a decent teacher. It's just I think he needed to be in either a different school mm. somewhere that is not more accommodating to like the strictness he wanted. Because uh, our school was like just I remember everyone always had the issues, and then it would all, I guess you could see it like play off into class. But we're not going to go into that kind of social norm and stuff. Right, right. But 
Yeah, that's, that's, the school wasn't for, for him or right. he should have taught at university. That's my opinion. And how did you get into computer science, Aaron? Yeah. So I guess when I was a kid and a teenager. Oh yeah, also the, like the whole kid preteen. Yeah, yeah. and to be honest, I, I, I still think I can become a football player, you know, just kicking ball in the park, get scouted. Right, you know? right, right. Late right. age, you know. Computer science captain. Jamie Vardy yeah, start yeah, late, yeah, you know. Yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I, well, to be fair, actually, I so I never went, my parents never took me to like football. Yeah, classes same. like when I was lessons when I was young so I'm adamant if I did <laughs> I'll um yeah I'll be, I'll be Marcus Rashford yeah, these days Aaron and I share the same <laughs> yeah, same yeah. Uh, reasoning but um, <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah no, I guess yeah as a kid wanting to be a football player and teenager as long like to be honest until it got to the point where I started watching football and the people playing were younger than me Mm. That was when I was a bit like, okay, I guess it's yeah. time to I go. actually, I, funny, like funny you say that because actually I had like one of my best mates. So I think you might know Josh. I, I Josh definitely, from, yeah, I, I know him. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So he was actually at uh, at Watford, uh, Watford Academy when he was like mm-hmm. between, I think, I want to say like 12 to 14 or something. Sure. Um, and it was one of those where like, this is what I mean by like the whole, until I was a teenager, this is what I thought I was going to do. And then when he got released from Watford, who at the time were probably either a decent championship club or like a low league Premier League club. When he got released from there, I was like, wow. Like if this guy, and I knew he was comfortably better than me, like yeah, especially yeah. in goal. And I was like, if this guy like isn't making it at this point, like I just don't know. And obviously like, you could argue, yeah, but he could get into like a second or third tier team and like you could get into like a lower league team and they like, keep improving, whatever. But I don't know what it was, but like when I was 12, 13 years old and I heard that he'd like been released, I was like, there's just no way. It's <laughs> just like, I yeah, didn't need to give up on this like dream. A... And like, obviously on top of that, like as I say, my parents were keen on taking me to like religious cl- religious school classes and stuff on Saturdays and stuff. So it doesn't really give you the scope to be able to mm-hmm. join a club and like play, like train on a Saturday, play mm-hmm. on a Sunday, that sort of thing. So. I mean, don't get me wrong, like that stuff. I think if you, like at the moment I'm playing Saturday league football um, at quite a good level. Like I'm pretty happy with the level I'm playing at. Me, me personally, as well as like the team around me and the, and the quality of the people in the league. But you think about like how many tiers down it is from the mm. Premier League to where I am. And I'm like, it's not a coincidence that I'm at that level and feeling comfortable. Actually, there are that many thousands of other people who can not only play my position, but are comfortably better than me in this position. Um, and I think like, probably I, well i can't really say on, on america obviously we could touch on that maybe from from your side Aaron, in terms of like how competitive it is in like an nba space or like a american football space but like particularly for football here like it's just like near on impossible like the, the whole cliche of like you needed to be a bit lucky i think it is true because like don't get yeah, me wrong for sure. like, i'm not saying if i got luck i would have been scouted and would have been there but you know even people who show really decent ability you have to be lucky enough to have a scout there at the time when you're yeah. playing on top form do you know what i mean so like all of that stuff i think plays into it a little bit. i have a couple of questions on it so like yeah, first sure. of all it's, it's good that i guess at age 12 i say it's a it's a pretty mad age to say oh he's better than me because at age 12 you're probably thinking like oh i'm the best yeah, yeah like you know like usually I, i'll think at least from my point of view i'd have been like oh no mm. i'm trying to be the best and Mm. I don't care if anyone's better, but it's mad to see that you saw it from that point of view. Mm. But now relating to the academy stuff, like, do you how do you do you have to pay for these things or like how how does this work? Like, well, that's a good question. I mean, I don't, I've never I don't been know a any... part of one, I guess <laughs> yeah. it is. So I can't tell you straight off the bat, but I think um, I think there's an element of like a subscription fee, and then I think after you pay that, I think they sort of like sponsor you to like mm-hmm. they give you like I think they give you like the kit and stuff like that. I don't think you don't obviously don't get paid and stuff until you get a youth team contract. I think at like 16 or 17, then that's when you like start getting paid a little bit and then you get a proper contract to think when you like turn 17 or 18. Yeah, and that's where all like, the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think you get like a, I don't know what it's called, like an apprentice contract or something at like 15, 16, 17 sort of age oh, or whatever. But, on Football Manager, what's it called? 
Do you know what I mean? I think you get paid a little bit, but very little. Yeah. Um, same with like, I think Marcus Rashford was on like some money until he turned like 17, 18 and then started playing in the first team. Um, and you, you always hear stuff about like, I don't know if you sign with them young, they'll give your family some. Right. Know, so there are probably other perks and, and like, like yeah. uh, overall compensation and stuff. 18 but, um, with a high top. You would have thought I was Marcus Rashford. I hope that's coming up later. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, if you know that part, you know. Go back to the computer science thing. Oh. To be honest, from an early age, I was always like interested in like tech and oh, cool. uh, like I remember making my very first email <laughs> on Hotmail. <laughs> That's such a weird thing to isolate uh, out. I, I think... remember when I wrote dear sir slash madam and yeah. it, just, it just stuck with me. Since then. <laughs> uh, then, um, my uncle was quite like into tech. I, I also got a computer when I was like pretty young, but it wasn't a computer like a Windows computer. It was a computer where it was like its own software on it. And then it, all it had was like a drawing app and stuff like that. But I had like a keyboard and mouse. And that was like one of my first ever Christmas presents. Oh, cool. Um, and then through school, in primary school, there wasn't really any IT stuff, to be honest. That was mm. never a thing. Uh, secondary school, yeah, there was IT, but it was always kind of just boring stuff like spreadsheets and Word and stuff like that. Like um, the actual lessons itself. And yeah. Stuff. yeah. Yeah. And then I guess it was in secondary school where I kind of like fantasized the idea of being like a game developer. Cause then you kind of, I know, really got into games. I never had an Xbox or a PlayStation when I was younger. Right. Yeah. It was never allowed one of those. I wonder why it would affect Just our like, studies. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, Typical Asian mentality. Which is probably true, but. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, would have. It affected yeah. mine, that's it. Um, Did you have one? I managed to get one. I managed to like force my parents into it. And like year eight, I was like, look oh, at my wow. grades. My grades are so sick. I'll keep doing it. Let them it. drop off a little bit. And then I used like I used like all the Diwali money I'd ever got, and then Mad. managed to get it. And then yeah, I used, I used the to piggy bank got done out here. <laughs> every, every, yeah. every year I need to still ask for the them for some more money. I get the Call of Duty, and then I just play. And then I stopped at like GCSEs. Did you never know used to play like FIFA? Oh, so you were allowed to play Call of Duty as well. They didn't really, I guess, I want to say they appreciate it. They were like trying to get off, like, but I'll do my work and stuff like before. Like, I was still like, grammar, I still wanted to be better than everyone else. Like, especially at computer science. Yeah. 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 So, like, I had to go make sure all my work was done. Like, I wasn't going to get like shit for it. I wasn't going to get a shit grade. Because no. obviously, my whole banter, my like whole, like, how do you call it? Bartering point for this was that my grades will not drop. Although, then arguably, then exam flop, flops that at GCSE <laughs> would have kept it. Like, like, I never got an A star at GCSE, which is. A madness considering why I ended up with that A level. So yeah, that was like a one big thing as well. Like I had actually had a PlayStation, but the thing was like I wouldn't be able to play as late as anyone else or anything because right. that the TV that I played on was in my parents' room. So in my flat, there's a, I only have basically the living room, a box room, and my parents' room. Right. So my parents' room would be where the, this a small TV was at that time, and I'll just hook the PlayStation up to that, and I'd have to hook it up and unhook it every time I had to play. So right. I'd play like for maybe one two hours in the evening, or nearly every day, and then that was it. Until like exam time. What was a big transition from like GCSE to A-level then? If you like smashed A-level. and it's, It was more that I think I just ended up finally getting to work on more concentrated topics. Because obviously GCSE, you had to do like 12, 13. Yeah, yeah, right. And whereas in A-levels, you're just doing like, I did maths, further maths, applied ICT. We didn't have competing once again. Right, right. And I had to obviously at the beginning pick up economics as a fourth one. Because, yeah, yeah, you mentioned this actually the other day, didn't you? Yeah, oh, so the like, podcast. Yeah. Yeah, so I had to obviously do a fourth AS and then mm. drop it. <laughs> but in hindsight, that was still a bad idea to just flop that one anyways. Would you have done three and three then? Yeah, I would. I don't know. I, if I wanted a fourth, it would have been physics or like if it, if there's like a better applied ICT one or computing one. Right. I would have done it because it would have just helped in my case. Right. Four A levels. Yeah, but I think me sticking to three was probably the better thing to do anyways. Mm. 
I did four A levels, low key flex. But they, they wouldn't. They also wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, low key. They, they, yeah. You have to understand that <laughs> most people in our school, yeah, yeah. <laughs> low key flex. I'm yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most people in our school. Would, I don't pretty sure only a few would have got like an EPQ one or something like. Yeah, yeah, I did EPQ. I, I wasn't even selected for the EPQ one or anything. Oh, you had to get selected. What's EPQ? Yeah. I don't. So it's an extended called. project qualification. So it's like a little dissertation oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, you yeah, could yeah. do. I didn't. Do it was actually really, really like I really enjoyed it because I did maths economics and french um and then i did further maths as which was really hard because i didn't apply myself <laughs> enough and i did an epq during my final year of school so like year 13 and i did so it's basically like a mini disso on like something that's kind of relevant to your field yeah i remember so like, it now i yeah. just never i just didn't choose to do yeah it. so like i did um i applied for economics and finance at three out of my five universities um and then one of them was finance accounting and management at nottingham and then i actually applied for economics and industrial organization at warwick and then didn't get it they were like do you want to do management and i was like mm, no offense to any management students if you are listening from <laughs> warwick but um they they were like mm, i was like i don't know it's sort of like accounting of uh, sorry more like economics accounting of finance management so i was like can we do accounting of finance i spoke to my cousin and he was talking about how like a mad trajectory warwick's on like at the time it only been around 49 50 years and it was already competing with like LSE, UCL, Oxbridge to an extent. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, okay, cool. Let me do accounting and finance. But anyway, the reason I bring that up is because like, I was like, if I'm doing accounting and finance, I should really, or like something finance based or business based, I should really like try and tie that in. As you guys know, like I'm mad, mad into football. So mm -hmm. I was like, how do I tie the two of them together? So I actually did my EPQ on um, to what extent are the principles of business management prevalent in football management, which I thought was like, so, so interesting. Um, Cause I was like studying all these like manage like managers, like their tactics and stuff like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, at least I thought it was like proper, proper interesting, but yeah. To help me sell my computer and whenever it used to break down when I was, when I first got it, I'd have like one of like two cousins that would come and help me. Like I didn't even know them that well. One, one, I forgot one, I think works at like HPE or something right now. And then the other ones I don't actually know because I've obviously lost touch over the time. Right. But they pro one probably thinks I like hate them still, but like I never hated them. It's just that <laughs> at the time I was just the type of person where everything I think I said sounded in a mad way. But like one of the mean? cousins, like, because I was a bit like, I didn't really know how to talk to people, I would say. So like, right. I think I would just put it in a rude, ruder way of like, I'm really blunt. you got to help me. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Okay. But then, then I eventually learned, once I obviously figured it out myself, then I didn't really ask anyone else for help. Mm. And then that was it really. I think but I just yeah. got gassed up in an early age, everyone being like, oh, Aaron, you're so good at computers. Mm. And really, I just knew how to Google stuff. Did you ever get called a hacker? <laughs> yeah. Did you ever get called <laughs> a hacker? Because you know, when you're good at computing, like they just used to get calling me a hacker. Yeah, yeah, like, hacker, are, you, blah, blah, blah. are you a hacker? Even, even last year in like America, like, oh, can you hack? I, I think it's, it's just a thing, thing, like people <laughs> do computer science and someone, <laughs> yeah, yeah, someone doesn't, yeah, sometimes they ask you to, they ask you if you can hack because they want you to hack something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, and sometimes I've, they're just nosy. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've hacked too. I got paid to hack a few like Blackberries back in school. Really? Or like to mean, unlock them. Just what do you mean by hack though? Yeah, yeah. Wait, what was okay. that? Basically, you could just do But to them, it was kind of like, it seemed like I was hacking it. It was basically just finding a loophole on unlocking that loophole and then you could do like stuff that you're not meant to that isn't covered by your warranty or insurance on your like Blackberry. What? Like download some games and stuff for free. Yeah. Uh, like jailbreaking yeah, an iPhone. Oh, you know, okay. Kind of, kind of. Interesting. And the thing is, I was just like, yeah, sure. I didn't have to do it. I just went home and Googled how to do it. Right, right, right. Took the money. Knew how to read. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> kind of thing. Followed instructions. Yeah, yeah, cool. So yeah, I think it was just more like that stuff. But then I was always like, as I got older, like the possibility of just, I was, I was kind of creative. I saw myself as kind of creative as well. I did art at A-level. And I did design. I really wanted to do design, like graphic design at A-level as well. But it clashed with like, when I was choosing my A-levels, we had to choose from certain 
blocks. Okay. If that makes sense. I yeah, think yeah, you I had do. The same kind of thing. I don't think we had the same thing in A level, actually. I think we had it at GCSE, where it was like, oh, you have to pick Because the timetable clashes and stuff. Oh, okay. That was the oh, reason like for that. us. Okay, yeah. fine. Now, ours was more like, at GCSE, I think they wanted all of us in our year to like, have a breadth of like, knowledge from different areas. Uh, no. So they're like, you have to pick from at least one from RSP, so religious studies and philosophy, geography or history, mm-hmm. and then like one language. So either French, Latin or Spanish. Oh yeah, but to do And then language, like yeah. um, at least one, oh, no, an optional was like, oh, you can do it like a creative subject. So like drama, art, um, music, and I don't think it was DT, but it was like something, one of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, just to like have a more like all-rounded individual in inverted commas, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, it, yeah, I mean, some people ended up just doing stuff that was like, specific like like sort of similar to Hamish where it's like specialized in a specific field anyway like after when it came to A-levels but I mean I guess for me I think it was a good idea from the school because I think otherwise people go two down one path and actually you see it quite a lot where someone tries to go down a specific path and actually they realize down the line whether it's like like uni exactly right so they'll do whatever they want to do and then like especially like vocational uh, co- courses and, and careers and stuff like dentistry, medicine, whatever. I have a friend of mine who like did two years in dentistry and then he was like, actually, it's not for me. And like, he went back and like did a different degree. But like, the point is that dentistry is so- Niche. Not siloed, but like, it's so, yeah, niche or like very directed towards a certain career that actually, if you don't want to do it, you do have to start again. Cause it's like, or you you don't actually- or your options you are too limited. You have to start again, start again again, but like you have to like switch to a different course. You mm-hmm. can't just then make a transition over and then do biomedicine or biochemistry for a year and then graduate, right? So mm-hmm. you, cause you're directed in that way, then becomes a little bit more tricky. But that's why you like, I think sometimes having a breadth is a good thing, especially at a young age, but then I guess it depends yeah. on which no, way. No, that's, that's, I think that's quite a nice think. idea actually. But I don't think that was why I asked. No, you did. said yours was a table Mine was just, yeah, course. mine was just a pretty small sixth form. So actually, so further maths, computer science and graphic design mm. were all in the same block. So I couldn't oh, I choose see. them. And they were three ones I wanted to do. So actually I, I played around with the idea of going to a different like college, but mm. I was just too lazy to be honest. But so you did computer science and then you did, I remember you saying with Luke, you did like a further maths outside of school or something? No, or no, we didn't in the end. We wanted, oh, wanted to, to because we did our maths a year early. Right, right. So that's yeah, why you I know did what? Four. Actually, I heard you'd mention um, this. I was actually doing the same C3 paper as you did. Which oh, really? Was like, oh, fuckery. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, that was a bit mad. Yeah, I, I fucked that one for the record. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I think most of the UK did, but yeah. I ended up doing maths, physics, art, and computing. Oh, cool. Computer art. Science. Um, How was that? Art? Yeah. Art was a weird one because I did better at art A level than I did at GCSE. Oh, interesting. So, okay. um, was that, did you do, did you say you did, did four? Yeah, I did. So you did it all the way to A2? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Was it, was it not like really, I've heard it's really time consuming. Art? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, massively time consuming. But I kind of, um, I wasn't as good as everyone else. In, I, I wasn't the worst in the class, but I wasn't, I wasn't near the best either. Yeah, right. Like what I did was I was very good at making my work look good. As in at the end of the year, you had to put in some sort of portfolio. Right. And I was very good at taking my art pieces, putting it in the portfolio, making it look like really presentable. Then having lots of like text to explain my ideas and um, rather than well, people- you did who have just, a lot of text. You didn't have a lot of text. I did. Oh, okay. Like just to explain my ideas and my thought process, which right. I think got you a lot of marks. Right. Rather than just putting like really like good f- artwork right. in like and all that. Got you. And, um, so you don't actually think- I did a lot of computer stuff as well. good, but it's just like the way that you presented it at the end that actually got you a lot of points. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't as like people might look at it and be like, oh, that was really good. Yeah, but yeah. As to in, me, it wasn't probably, as- That's probably, yeah, yeah. like I think 
Art's very subjective as well. It, like, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, that's a good point. But compared to like some other people in the class who are like, they could paint something and it looks like a photo. You know what wow. I mean? I wasn't like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I did a kind of, I did quite, I dabbled a bit in like digital art as well. Oh yeah. Which right, not yeah, many other people actually, did, which yeah. was like kind of cool. But yeah, I had that creative side and I thought computer science and game design, web design, that all kind of like fit together. And the idea of like coding something up and making something that people can use was kind of my like driving force behind computer science really. Mm. We can, I guess, switch it to more positive memories maybe at university <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, so, well, there's you two both been to a few gigs recently. Oh yeah, we, right. we went to, the only one we went to together is actually gigs. No, uh, that's not true. We went to Travis Scott together as well. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I forgot about that. that one. <laughs> I've been doing like so many recently. It's like, he just goes to too many mosh pits now. He just gets all <laughs> blended into one, literally. <laughs> yeah, so he was there, me and Nish. Oh, and a few of your friends a from few home. School, yeah, school friends. Yeah. And this isn't what we mentioned on Nish's episode. It's, yeah, it's basically it that is. one. Wait, yeah, yeah, so there was, was a mosh pit yeah. entirety throughout. I didn't see Nish from the start of the night till the end of the night. I didn't see you. Oh, either. and you, yeah. I was actually by myself. It was one of those where, like, not even from like a. But at concerts, you can have fun with anyone because they're all there for the same uh, reason. Yes and no. I mean, I think with Travis Scott, like I like his music, but I wouldn't say I'm like a massive, massive fan. So like, I don't regret playing the money. I don't mm -hmm. regret go going. But like, unless you like with with um, gigs, which I presume we'll talk about later, mm -hmm. like that was one of those where like, I'm quite a big fan of gigs. So like I know his lyrics, so I can vibe with it even just by myself. Whereas with Travis Scott, it was a little bit more for me personally on like more of a social element of like, got to chill with mm -hmm. you, got to chill with boys from school. And it was more of a like, we'll go to the concert together. Mm -hmm. So like, I still enjoyed it, but one, the mosh pit at Travis Scott was a bit mental. <laughs> and two, I lost everyone within like five minutes after yeah, like he came out. So it was one of those where, yeah, I was like sort of by myself and I was like, I mean, it's cool. It's a vibe, but it's also like, I'd rather be like chilling <clears> with <throat> boys and like a couple of girls as well. Yeah. Like, like people who I like, know and care about. I tried to make um, myself through the mosh pit to see if I could find you guys, but I just right, had no luck. It's just a madness. This was, this was at the O2, right? Yeah. So like, it's, it's almost impossible to like be able to find each other in like such a massive venue where like yeah. the mosh pits are massive and everything. So if it was like Brixton um, or something, we could have found each other. Right, but, probably. Or even, yeah. even when we went to, what was it? Wembley Arena the other day. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't probably big enough for us not to find each other mm -hmm. if we're in the same vicinity. But O2 is so massive that like, yeah, you just, mm -hmm. you're just not going to find each other. It's just game over really. Mm -hmm. um, shout out Dave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, but as in that, obviously after that we went to, mm -hmm. so that was really cool. Some of the lighting and stuff. I've got a few, I think I've got a few photos of that. And yeah, you took photos like, and I appreciate you taking them because I don't take pictures. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah it's one of those where like, that's a really interesting one because I think we spoke about this yeah. at the time. Hamish doesn't take any photos or videos, right? And for me- like, Oh, well, at concerts I sometimes do, like at gigs I didn't take any. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, gigs in particular. Yeah. For me, I, I try not to too much. Like I think I'll take a few for like maybe a 10 second uh, like stint. And I just think it's so interesting because- now people just like have their phones out the whole con concert. They're like yeah, Facebook yeah. living or they're like recording the whole thing on Snapchat. You're like watching it and through stuff. your phone rather Fully. than And I'm like, it. you know what? I, I get it that. to an extent. Yeah. Like I've done it at football games on occasion when yeah. it's like a penalty or something. Like I will record it because I remember being at like the playoff semi-final to get promoted. And in the end we did in 2014. And like, I don't really like regret. I don't really regret memory, taking yeah. that because one, I recorded it, but we're still looking over. Yeah, I tend and to, two, yeah. yeah, and two, it was like a ten-second thing. It wasn't like I was recording the whole game. But with gigs and stuff, like gigs generally, like mm -hmm. single G, I'm like, I don't know why you're like or concerts. I don't know why you're like recording the whole thing. Like in be in that moment and enjoy it because actually, in an hour's time, you're gone. Like, do you know what I mean? You're, yeah. In an hour's time, you're going back home, and you don't, you're not going to be back in this this yeah. present moment. Do you know what I mean? So I know that sounds really philosophical, but like yeah. my point is that like just 
I don't know, for me personally, I'll take a few photos and videos as like Hamish and Nish would have seen, but like, I won't take many. Yeah, so like, um, I like tr to try and, especially if it's like an artist I really like, I want to be there present, like with the artist and with the people around me. Do you know what I mean? So Yeah, like, I feel like you're missing out on the energy, but then- 100%. As we were speaking about, I guess before the podcast, it's like, we grew up in maybe times where getting your phone out wasn't the first option true. to do. Or, true. or we didn't, maybe not had phones, et cetera. Like we weren't up there to take pictures, put it on. But what, this is why you have, Twitter, like, yeah. yeah, this is why you have people from like, like yeah. generations above going oh, back in my day yeah like, <laughs> this is why because no, like, like we that, don't really yeah fully yeah. and I, I appreciate that people who if they're anyone like mm -hmm. 16 17 18 is listening to, even like keon they're probably like oh well you know this is the way it is now whatever but mm -hmm. i think it's yeah for me personally i just think it's a little bit i would say different generation because i don't think we're old enough to say stuff like that um but it is a different like mindset maybe. And like mm -hmm. the the sort of teenagers or like young adults now maybe think a little bit differently to, it's also about culture though. Mm -hmm. Like I think there are people who are like 23, 24, 25, who probably do that as well. Yeah. Cause they yeah. need that external validation or they yeah. need this like sense of like, oh, I want to show everyone that this is where I am and stuff. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'll still post. I'll still post about gigs. I didn't post about gigs actually, but I'll post about like, mm -hmm. I don't know, Travis Scott when I went to Drake in like April and whatever. I was glad but, you did like, that. Cause um, I think I needed like some way to remember that night. Cause you usually have the ticket from every night well, I try to keep one. the ticket mate Drake's one I spent like 142 pounds on mate, it, like the standing section I don't regret it at all I, I literally turned to someone I just turned to Shree actually mm -hmm. and like some of the friends that I was with and within like I think seven or eight minutes of the concert I was like it's made up like <laughs> like I was so but I mean Drake's probably my favorite artist okay. him and AJ Tracy probably so at the moment so the two of them like uh, and let's say Drake specifically I'd probably say Drake overall the fact that it was that expensive but like the concert was like awesome and Hamish will probably be able to mm -hmm. attest to that. Like, it was wait, like, wait, you said J Hoss night? Which night? Yeah, it was the J Hoss okay. night. Yeah, the thing yeah. was though, like even though J Hoss and stuff came out, like don't worry, I love J Hoss here, but the Drake, 140 for that. Afterwards, obviously when I went to 30 pound concerts for like Dave, yeah, yeah, yeah. one gigs, Skepta. Maybe the, maybe the value for money wasn't yeah. the same, but I, I, for me personally, like I've been to, I don't know how many concerts, not that many, probably like six or seven. Mm -hmm. I'd still say it was my favorite concert. Oh, Cause like, I think even though it was that much money, it's one of those where like, for me, probably, I'd probably say Drake is like, I know Drake's songs probably more than like any other, other, other artist. <laughs> so like relatively, given that like every song he did, it was like, oh, I was like, oh, that's a banger. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was one of those. So like, just like losing my voice and stuff. Yeah. I was worried the next day though, cause it's on a Friday and the next day I had football and I was like, I'm just not going to be able to shout mm -hmm. out my defenders at all now. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a bit like, might have to get substituted after five minutes. But yeah, no, like that was, yeah. that was an awesome. I night. think it was quite different. Cause like when he was playing some of the old school stuff, the stuff that I would definitely know the lyrics to, like I think headlines, trophies, all this right. stuff. He only played like one one lyrics where I thought he just looped that, like they know, they know, they know. And right, that's right, it went right. to it. And I was like, I was, a bit yeah. I was thinking like, he's going to come back, play them yeah. out fully like other artists would do. And he then- He did some like decent ones that I remember. Like, I think he did trophies, yeah, a, bit of trophies a little yeah. bit. Um, but he also did like, he did like stuff like start from the bottom. Yeah. Uh, for me, like those ones that, actually the thing with Drake is that like, I, I think the stuff that actually charts, I don't like as much as the other stuff I listen to. And that's not me trying to be a hipster. I just think like things like, hold on, we're going home. Oh, okay. Started from the bottom. Uh, take care it's good mm -hmm. i listen to it but it's not the ones i like go on like straight away mm -hmm. like those are the ones that like and i guess it's because it's maybe a little bit more of a poppy sort of feel and i prefer drake sort of hip-hop r&b yeah, rap sort of stuff mm -hmm. or hip-hop and rap more specifically i guess but and obviously he's done like really really well in terms mm -hmm. of like branching out to different avenues in terms of different genres of music and those sorts of things like afro beats grime now as well like pop to an extent like um when drake, yeah when drake endorsed the uk scene like 
fully like came on and endorsed fully, it. Yeah. I feel like that probably helped him. Not only helped the UK scene, that also helped him out because oh, hundred percent. There's some people that probably didn't listen to American music till Drake. You like, think so? What, I like, think like, like exclusively. I don't right? listen to much, yeah, um, American stuff personally. Right, right. Like I listen to like Drake, Travis, like maybe a bit of Logic, but like select artists. Yeah, yeah. So like right. I wouldn't listen to like. Oh, 50 Cent can't forget. You <laughs> <laughs> just completely forgot him, mate. You would have been gutted after the podcast, like, oh shit, I didn't yeah. say 50 yeah. Cent. I would die inside. <laughs> You'd have to record just a bit to add in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, so like when he did that, like I was like, you know, I'm glad you did that because, mm. and then that obviously helped him for his album. Which clever. Yeah. I, if I'm being honest, I think I just think that, like, for me personally, if people talk about the weekend. For me, and I'll probably get loads of stick for this, which is fair. I'm not a really big weekend fan. I prefer the stuff he did until maybe like 2012, 2013, where it was like really nice R&B stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think more recently, like uh, I can't feel my face and stuff like that. I, I'm not a big fan of pop. And so when he went down that avenue, as opposed to sticking to like hip hop and R&B, like the sorts of same vibes that Drake did, mm -hmm. for me personally, like I'm not really, I don't really like it. He's kind of come the, back to it. You know that, like he actually, after that, too much of it. You know I that, sort of lost interest, yeah. but I actually haven't listened to him. Too what was that Starboy album? What was that album called? You know, Starboy, the, the one with "Can't Feel My Face" and was stuff. It Starboy, was it Starboy? That I album? think it's called Starboy. Okay, yeah. yeah so the, after that album, oh, there was another one after that. Yeah, but that one may have been a more mellow one. But then after that, he came back to R and B. Oh, but okay. the thing and was, he never actually started as an R and B artist. I think he started as like this a pop guy. Like I'd say, like a slow kind of. I'm not saying See, mellow, I don't but, mind slow, but yeah. there's a difference in it between because like R and B probably if, fits. Are you thinking like the slow. hills, etc.? Like yeah, yeah. So like that that wasn't how he started. Like his music, the, right? And so, all yeah. I'm saying is like not like oh, this is how he started. I I, I, yeah. I, I missed the, the the old weekend. That's what I'm trying to say. But like that sort of period of like 2010 to 2013, 2012. That's when I was like, I really liked him. Like I would okay. listen to him like voluntarily, as opposed to like it comes up and I'm like, mm, do I skip it? Do I not? Sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, like the thing I think with Drake is like, obviously I'm a bit biased, whatever, like I'm a big fan, whatever. But I think what he's done is he's, he's entered loads of different sub industries in the music industry and he's just like completely killed it. Like pop, R&B, hip hop, yep. rap, grime, Afrobeats, everything. He's combined with Wiz, Wizkid, yep. he's combined with Skepta, he's combined with Lil Wayne, he's combined with gigs. Rihanna, like whatever. Yeah, I'm trying, yeah, trying to look at different <laughs> genres, but yeah, gigs as well, yeah. So it's it's just a bit, he did combine with Skepta, right? Yeah, 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 yeah Skepta interlude. Skepta, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what I mean by like, I think he's like, he, in my opinion, he deserves a lot of credit for that because not only has he done it, but he's done it very, very well. But yeah, no, that was good. Yeah, and then obviously like the gig situation. Yeah. Um, so years ago from- Only three weeks ago or whatever, but- um, Yeah, so at the time of recording this, it was on December 6th was when we went to watch gigs. It was a me couple and, weeks ago, yeah, yeah. We, me and Nish, Krishan, Fraser, one of Nish's work friends. And- And Shri? Yeah, Shri. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, yeah, we just went. The first thing that happened was that they had no coke room. At Wembley. Oh, that was mad. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> we get in and like just before Christian was like, oh yeah, yeah, it's cool. They have a cloakroom. It's a bit expensive. And no, he's like, no, he didn't even say that. He was like, oh, I think it's like two, three pounds, maybe five, max five. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. And then we get That's there. what I was on the yeah, impression. Yeah, and like, like to be fair, like even if that is an assumption, it's probably a fair assumption to make. Like I don't, I wasn't that mad at him for thinking mm -hmm. that. Uh, although he did seem really adamant, but fair. And then like <laughs> after we got inside, they were like, yeah, yeah. No, someone room. said, oh yeah, go downstairs and like do it in there because there's, mm. there's not really a cloakroom. So that's the best place to do it. I was like, sick. The guy's giving us inside information. Just <laughs> go in that little corner. We're done. Yeah. We go there. It's literally just a reception for like people to like, like sign in or something. Yeah. So we go there and they're like, she was like, yeah, yeah. Like if you, I mean, you, you can if put you really one bag in. To, if you really want to, you can, you can store your stuff in. Like, okay, sick. Perfect. They're like, yeah, it's 10 pound per item. Everyone was wearing wait. coats. Everyone bought a bag, and I was like, "There's no way between all of us is spending a hundred quid at this cloakroom." Yeah. And they wanted it in cash. Yeah, no <laughs> card machine or anything. Was this after work or something? 
It was a Friday yeah, it was night. A Friday night. Yeah. I was working home. I was fine mostly. Yeah, I was working like working at the office. So we, I came straight from there. We managed to convince um, the security to actually let us like yeah, send two of us out and just like so but you're not actually allowed re-entry back in so we convinced them to just let us take all our stuff go dash it in the car yeah. and then come back to us yeah. and that's what we did because fuck wait, most people wearing this oh, stuff on the car or someone well krishan drove and krishan i believe drove. z drove i didn't know that z drove. i didn't drive um i came straight from work but because my mom has a shop in like wembley mm-hmm. i was like actually because i need to drop nish home anyway i can at least take his stuff to my car and then drop it off there in the end we just put it all in nish, uh, krish's car but yeah, so like we ended up doing that, and then obviously that that worked out all right in the end. But it was a bit um, it was a bit mental. <laughs> bit yeah. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, I'd rather not pay ten pounds. And they didn't no, want fully. There was no way I was doing that. that. I was nah. like, uh, but then despite that, I'd rather not go to. It the was still a sick night. <laughs> <laughs> it was still a, like a really really principle? sick night. And then we just went on a had a drive. This concert for some reason there wasn't as many mosh pits going on at all, yeah, or if it was any. A, a weird one. We sort of had to create. Our yeah, own we started. One. Yeah. <laughs> and like we ended up being on like Drake's little story and stuff on Instagram. Oh, gig quite cool. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, on Giggs' okay. story. And he was just like, yeah, a bit of a madness down mm-hmm. there or something like that. And it was something that I think Hamish Nish and I sort of created, which is cool. And the thing was, so when we started on that mosh pit, yeah, I remember in the video that you see of Giggs, you have anything he wrote like a spare dangerous yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um And the, the guy in the white top that got like the big, like, um, boost from like, because he was like raving so hard in the middle, like, he looked over at us when he all fell down, yeah, that domino effect, yeah. <laughs> And he was just like, oh shit, he took he a video the and then he just went back to raving. He's like, oh, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a funny thing to watch. I don't know, oh, we'll put, maybe post it with the Insta or something. Like, oh, I think cool, you yeah, recorded yours, the screen. I think I still have it. Yeah, so I yeah, hope, can you send me a copy of that? I need a I copy, hope, despite me it. falling down. So now, since we've been on music so much, I'm going to transition us into a bit of a music game, a, few, a bit of a lyrics game between you and Aaron. So I'll explain the rules really quickly. So a little nervous. In, there'll be there's two round, there's two rounds. <laughs> okay. So there's round one and round two. In round one, there's basically I cater a few songs to each of you. Okay. Based on your playlist, and you have to try and guess the next lyric or so, and the song name and song artist. There's one point for each of those. So three things. Yep. Cool. If you can, whatever you can do, you'll okay. have an option to steal how, from. How close does the does the lyric have to be word for word? Or no, what? not word for word. Okay. You can be as close, unless it's a very like, if it's like a two word lyric that you can't possibly. Oh, okay, fine, fine, fair. And I tried to use the beta's lyrics. And does it include uh, ad libs and stuff? Or not? No, no, no. <laughs> if you want to give <laughs> ad if you start doing like AJ yeah. Tracy, then ad libs are gonna come in left, right, and center. Yeah. Lamb. So like, <laughs> there'll be option to steal and round two Options basically steal. Okay, yeah cool and then ra- i mean i don't know how easy that would be to, to yeah, round two is first to guess basically cool and there'll be some potential bonus questions in it so if i don't think you know it there'll be like either times three times three or times four are we doing like a little buzzer thing for the yeah, yeah you'll have to you'll have to figure that out between okay, yourselves cool. All right. um i can award and deduct points as per my wish and if the okay. points so, are tied then i'll do a tiebreaker on which is highly li- unlikely after the first two rounds anyways so all right let's do it the first one of round one is for aaron she told me don't worry about it she told me, don't worry no more. We both know we can't go without it. She told me, you'll never be in love. It's a bit deep, that. Uh, I've got no idea. I'm not even going to be able to see The next bit is one. the chorus. Um, I'm just thinking in my head. Like I'm, trying to not, I'm singing in my head. No, you're giving him head movements, man. That's she the... told me, don't worry. Da, 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 da. That's, not, that's not the one that... No, I'm you're going to be punching yourself uh, when, when, you, when I tell you what this is. Told, what the fuck, man? Not Nish, <laughs> not Nish um, Z. You may be able to actually guess this because here, here's one hint. We spoke... Oh, worry. This song has come up some either in our car ride or as we were speaking about earlier today within the, the last few hours. So it's like a grime track? No, it doesn't. Oh, sh- she told me don't worry no more. I can't feel my face when I'm with you. Can't feel my face. Can't touch my face. Can't feel my face. 
the weekend, okay, I can't can't feel my face. Yeah. Yeah. And you got the next thing. So you actually get all points for that. It took you long enough. I thought you weren't going to get it. I was, yeah. I was just going to get straight. Time limit. Like, oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, the podcast sure. won't know this, but he did take five minutes. To <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Oh my God. Oh my God. If I die, I'm a legend. Yeah. Okay. So it's Legend by Drake. Um, and the lyric is... Can I go with, oh my God, oh my God, as the next two bars? Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I'm sick. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, that was ridiculous. I thought he was like, oh my God, look at her, but... <laughs> at the beginning. No, that one was easy. Okay, fair. That's three all. And uh, unfortunately, the viewers, uh, the listeners are going to think that that was done in the same time period. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it totally was, you know. Uh, this one's for Aaron. So currently the scores are basically 3-3. Three, three. Took an oath that I must stick it out till the end. Now that it's raining more than ever, know that we will still have each other. You can stand under my umbrella. Oh, Rihanna. Umbrella. What's you can stand under my umbrella. Ella, Ella, eh, eh. Hey, under my umbrella. Do I need to keep going on? It's good, it's good. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, all three for that. <laughs> yeah. You should have stopped before umbrella, mate. I knew it. I didn't know it, but I was. I knew, I recognised like something. I think by the second line, I clocked it. I yeah. was like, I really hope Aaron doesn't know this. When I did like this, I was like, okay, I've got to sing it in my head. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So now this one, you should get, no matter which lyric I say, I feel like you're going to get it anyways. Okay. Tracksuit grey, black, blue. I was just a hopeful kid like you. Left ends broke, got a win, can't lose. Everything fresh when I came back through. Yeah, so it's um, oh, wasn't it? It's AJ Tracy, and it's um, I think it's called Blacked Out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, cool. I was gonna say, I was gonna, um, this is like, yeah, I rate this song. Sin didn't roll, brother. Brother, that's not true. I'm not second, but I am top two. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Hot like, if, if you didn't get that, I was gonna be shocked. Yeah, I would have been. Really, <laughs> that was, I think, in my in 2018, uh, maybe 2017. <laughs> It was probably in my top five songs that I listened to, like in the summer, yeah. especially. And one of my mates sent me that song um, in like August or September. And that was probably like one of the turning points of me listening to AJ Tracy. Cause I heard like a few songs like Pasta, um, Tiago Silva and stuff. And then I started listening to that whole of that EP and then like all the stuff that followed. And I was like, this guy's sick. I remember at um, uni, um, someone thought like in Fortnite that I wouldn't know my music. Like, and they're <laughs> like, oh no, you wouldn't know your grime as well as you think you do. And they just started playing a few tracks on DCS. So they, you know when the instrumental comes to this, you know what's coming next. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. black. Like, oh, like, I, I fucked it, but like at that time, in my, in, in, you know what I mean? Like, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just going. That's amazing. And he was like, "Wait, there's no way you know the bars to that." I'm like, "I don't remember the name right now, but I know those are bars because I'll never forget." That's amazing. Yeah, fuck. And <laughs> <laughs> the guy thought I didn't know my bars. I was like, tracksuit yellow. Oh no, no, no. Oh man, that's amazing. Okay, now this one's Aaron. She take my money when I'm in need. Yeah, she's a trifling friend indeed. Oh, gold digger. <sighs> Kanye West. Yeah. I think anyone should have got that. Don't yeah. give. You give me R&B songs. What, what's the next? Uh, if he's giving you, yeah, if you're giving his Friend pay, indeed. Oh, she's a gold digger. Way over time. Yeah. It digs on me. Yeah. You're good, you're good. Jesus, it's been pretty tight so far. So this is final one, round one. So far, right? Yep. And all three points so far as well. No pressure. I'm counting my bullets. I'm loading my clips. I'm writing down names. I'm making a list. I'm checking it twice and I'm getting them hit. MC Santa. <laughs> the real one's been dying. Oh no. Oh mate. So I know it's Drake, right? I can't answer that. You're going to have to give me a final answer at the end. So it's like N-word been counting me out. 
I'm counting my bullets. I'm loading. No, it's my not. Cr- it's not. It's not. It's not Drake. It's uh. It's J Cole. Um. It's not Drake. It's J Cole. Um. That's my final answer for that. Um. I'm counting my bullets. I'm loading my clips. I'm writing down names. I'm making a list. I'm checking it twice. Again, I'm here. Gonna find out who's naughty. <laughs> Topical. <laughs> um. I can steal this. Yeah. I think. You know it. <laughs> no, I was gonna say Michael Bublé. <laughs> I think I think I think it's I'm going with KOD. The f- fake ones get hit. I'll give you that. It's the fake ones is lit. Oh, the game is off balance. I'm back on my shit. Yeah, yeah. It's it actually is, and it's it, middle child, not uh, KOD. So so I get one. You're one point behind. Two points. Oh wait, am I getting the? You get the one? artist name and the lyric. Just you can be harsh on that one. I think yeah. I, I I'm personally think that one's an L. It's gone. Um, so okay, the, next, the next one I'm hoping if it's. Because, okay, yeah. This next one, if it's mm-hmm. roughly the same, then I still back myself to win this. The round one, the score is 9-7 to Aaron. Cool. And so now we need to figure out what we're doing as a buzzer, right? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, Aaron, what do you want to do? Uh, uh, okay. Because my buzzer's going to be, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's only allowed to have that if he actually does the gesture as well. And what yeah. is yours? Oh, that, that's a, a couple of seconds delay. See, so you, you <laughs> no, know no, the answer's no. coming. No, <laughs> Uh But if you go in the bag and you know he doesn't, then you can just go. I'm just going to yeet. the first song of this round is well the first lyrics of the song is today i don't feel like doing anything whoa today i don't feel like doing bruno mars lazy song what's the next lyric i just want to lay in my bed okay it's calm it's calm so was that that was actually 12 7 that was actually a double point round as well i forgot to mention that Oh, I don't think that was worth a double point. Though. You don't think it? Yeah. Fine, I'm just going to duck. We're fair out here. Yeah, yeah. I'll just that's what twelve seven. Yeah, fair play. Um, I'll tell you at the end because I can't keep track right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then how do I know whether I'm back in the okay, game? Okay, okay, okay. Well, let's see. <laughs> it's like, you lost, but you lost back at the start of the <laughs> yeah, round. Yeah, yeah. It's twelve seven. <laughs> it's twelve seven. Okay, go. But there's seven total songs in this round, anyways. So okay, cool. With cool. some double so points. Some time. Okay, cool. Now, Say the one, double points before if you can. Okay, this one isn't double points, but you will you're more likely to know this than Aaron. Okay. Did you know la- the lazy song by Bruno I Mars? I did. I wouldn't have said lazy song. Okay. I would have got Bruno Mars. I think I would have got the lyric, but I don't think I would have got the, the song. I don't usually do this unless I'm drunk or I'm high. But I'm both right now. Got me talking about. It's both by Drake. Yeah. What's the um, next lyric? Oh, I, I think I've got a name for the song. He's already said it. Oh, you already said it. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? <laughs> I he said, said you, bo- both Drake and you were he, like, okay. he said, he said both the artist and the thing. <laughs> to be yeah, fair, yeah. if you can guess the other artist, I'll give you a point. I thought, I thought you were the oh, artist. Oh, wait, can I, wait, do oh, I okay. get points for that? No, no, but like you got one of the artists, so that's fine. Oh, there's another artist? Yeah, there's wait, another. Wait, so he gets an added point if he knows the other artist? Yeah, but like, it's only because he doesn't, he was unlikely to get yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, he's, I'm not going to lie, I haven't even heard that song. Yes, you have. There's. I played it at your house. I mean, I haven't heard the name of the song. And it's probably on your playlist. It was both by someone and Drake. The song's called both. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Okay, cool. And he obviously got both I mean, the I can, artist I can and guess the an artist, song. But... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. The pun just went over. Everyone said. Oh, I didn't hear it. Sorry. I was like, yeah. he, Z obviously got, got both, both the artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's Gucci Mane, by the way. The other one. I'm still waiting for the next lyric. Uh, unless yeah. you're gonna. Cop yeah, yeah. Out. No, last last couple of lyrics again. Give me that, if you can. But I'm both right now. Got me talking about my life. I don't really do this unless I'm drunk or I'm high. Yeah. yeah. Right okay, cool. <laughs> I was like, you sang it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's about twelve. But Aaron, do you want to guess the other artist by any chance? I already said it. Before I said it. Yeah, I think it's a good you mean. Oh, no. I got it. I got it. I No, clearly that. I did. That's not happening. This right. one. So was that 12 10? Z, right. Z could know. Back in it now. Aaron should know. All right. So Aaron's more likely to get this one. But I think I think you'd have a fair. Like, it's a reasonable chance. It's not double points or anything as well. All right, cool. J5. It's a mad one. I'm like, man down. 
baby wanna take my life. She don't wanna be no side. She just wanna be my wife. Calling up the lads like, oh, my ass. That's a fucking clue, mate. Is it Hamish like Maine? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Is that, is, that, is that his answer there? That's a big question. <laughs> oh, I know this song, man. I think oh, you both should know it. You just, it just doesn't occur to you because the next- I, I'm going to guess- Is okay. there a different lyrics you can give us from that song? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. Good shout. I was about to say you. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I even mentioned the chorus in there. Uh, that is from the chorus. Oh, okay. Oh, well, the next-, the next No, I, I think also, I, uh, I know what vibe it is because I've I figured out the, the sort of the song. And I mean, the, the next lyrics are literally the same thing I already said, basically. Okay. Ain't, this, ain't this guy got any other bars? Is this <laughs> just that? The Fine, whole I'll go to the I'll go to the verse right after that. Okay, the chorus. Shoot. It does sound a bit like you, actually. It was all good on a weekend. She was serving the pre-drinks. She the one with the thighs, the one with the feeling. Come on, guys. She said hi with the tongue ring. We both wanted something. <sighs> okay. Um, I'm not 100. percent I'm going ye, and I'm going. I'm going young Bane. Uh, I'll just Didn't take miss. a guess and go for. Dave. No. no Both of you are wrong. It was actually Man Down by Shaka. Shaka. Oh. It was that R&B sort of song yeah, though, it? It crossed my down. mind, Shaka. But... Baby, you don't, uh, baby don't want to take my life. Well, this one is a double points one. Okay, here we go. This is 12-10. And, and you'll get a hint for this. That Shaka one wasn't double points. No. That's quite right. a lot, actually. Now watch me whip. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know who caught that first. I don't know. We're going to need an instant. We're going to need VAR here. <laughs> we got the... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. No, no, no. It's just be a dodgy result. No, it's not. It's not. I'm telling you this. That's fair. All right. Go on. Although he needs to get the song right. Yeah. Because well, this is an instant giveaway. You, just watch you... me whip. Brackets. Nay, nay. Okay. I think nay, nay's in brackets. Isn't it? Let's carry on. By Salento. I mean, do you want to tell me the next lyrics as well? Oh, watch, Since me, whip, me, watch me nay, nay. Salento. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. What were the lyrics that you gave? Watch me whip. I only said, now watch me whip. And then no, watch me nay. No, watch me. And that goes on for a bit, doesn't it? Uh, just wait, really... the same lyrics? Yeah, yeah. Oh, does it he get that then? Because that's, the, that's not true. If it doesn't, then yeah, Z can have a point for the lyrics. But... Right. Can you keep going? Silento. Now watch me whip. Now watch me nay nay. Now watch me whip. Whip. Watch me nay nay. I think you can have that one. Yeah, you can have You changed it. Yeah. You got it, that, you got it like exactly as well. Yeah. <clears throat> so well done. In fairness, I would have got the... I don't think I would have potentially got the artist, you know? He's a bit done out here now. I can't. I don't think we've. I mean, uh, that's the only. I don't know. I, that's the only song of his I know. Fair. Well, you get six Lucky points for that then. Yeah. I think it's game over. I don't know. If that's a double point though. Again. You don't think that's double point? I can cut the points if you want. Maybe should we just not do any double points unless it's like mad hard? Yeah, like the Shaka like that, one that should one, have been a mad hard. Because really, the ones Fine. that were really close between the two of us that we should both know should just be single points. Because then it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's why I wanted that in case someone could catch up. I thought Aaron would be losing by this point. <laughs> I I'll be honest, I thought Aaron would be losing I by just this point. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm mistaken. It's uh, just that you got middle card. Why can you give me some like yeah, old yeah. non r and so I, mean? I got you. I got you. Whoever gets the last song wins. So like, all the points before. Just <laughs> it's like what you used to do at school, isn't it? Like someone's losing <laughs> yeah. like 10-8. Yeah, and like, you know what? Next goal wins it. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> next song. As I walk through the valley of the shadow Whoa. of death. As I walk through the valley in the jean and the cardigan, up in the van in the LAX and then they, yeah, around that. Are you going to give me a song name? Miley Sorry, it's Party in USA. No, 
fuck. Okay, Z. Yeah, carry on this. You only I was like, yeah, I, I was only done my All right. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's not much left. Because I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. I think I sent that in the floor as well, actually. Thing is, I've made a mug of myself because we've played this lyric game before. No, no, yeah. no. Well, in an episode. After. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've played it before in an episode that comes out after yours. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers. And there was a song. Don't spoil it. <laughs> where I said the exact same answer and it wasn't. <laughs> so, Basically, he's a massive Miley Cyrus fan. I'm not, but I thought he just added that in now because I got it wrong last time. So now Amazing. I just look like. Oh, Amazing. He's trying hey. to play the game. The thing is, I'm, has done him I'm twice. never going to let him know if I ever include it. So he's just yeah, going to really. Okay, the chorus has been spending most of their lives living in the gangster's paradise. Oh. <laughs> Yeet. <laughs> no one gets no points for that, but... Oh, okay, but can you still name... The artist? Yeah, and the name of the song. So Gangster's Paradise is the name of yeah. the song. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm struggling to think of a name was... right now. Wasn't it Notori- Not- uh, Notorious B.I.G.? No. Is... Stop ruining my future episodes. Gangsters <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Paradise. No, I'm not sure about the artist. Oh. You know, it, does know. it have an L in it? Yeah. Is it LL Cool J? No, it's Coolio. Coolio. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Mad. But yeah. yeah so be. no one gets no points for that, I guess. Gotta change my answering machine now that yeah. I'm alone. Go ahead. Wait, so can you finish that <laughs> lyric first? Which goes to my answering uh, machine now that I'm alone? Because right now it feels like, yeah, because right now it feels like we can't talk through the phone because right now you can finish it you can finish yeah it. you can, oh i can finish it well he said that next lyric pretty much he said because uh, right. right now it says that we can't come to the phone come to the phone right and, that, and i know it makes no sense when you're down the door but I, I feel but it's the only way i hear your voice anymore yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, i got that one sick um it's called uh oh so sick Oh, so I, sick, I Neo. Yeah. Okay. Yes, get in, mate. Oh, that should have been maybe a get double point. On. This was once again. That one was taken from Aaron's playlist. So, but oh, I, th- I felt like you. Oh, no I felt so. like you. Yeah, would, you no, would know that's, this. That's my old school stuff. Oh shit! Man. I mean, I've never had girl stuff that, that's that deep. But I mean, like, <laughs> that would be the type of stuff you'd go to yeah. in it in situations like that. So, so this one is double points, and this one will either you win or you lose based on it. Because yeah, the scores right now, isn't it like 15, oh, it? 13 to Aaron? So, so you have to get. Is this is this stuff that we should both know? Yes. All right. And if you don't, then we can't be friends. Oh, okay. No pressure. Whoa, 50 cent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it probably is as well. <laughs> I'm not like, giving away anything oh, yet. Okay. I'll take you to the candy shop. Whoa, 50 cent. <laughs> yeah. I got I I totally was that one now. I need a VAR. <laughs> I don't know who got it first. Okay, uh, so we've done some VAR. Okay. And we've decided that Z... Oh, I've said it first, so go ahead and... Okay, Say, so the lyric, the f- the two lyrics you've said are... I'll take you to the candy shop. I'll let you lick the lollipop. Okay, so candy shop and 50 cent. Go go ahead, girl, don't you stop. Keep going till you hit the spot. Whoa. Yep. I, I nah, he even got the admin. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have got the lyrics, I don't think. Oh, okay, fine. So, so we, I think a draw is I'm, I'm just honest, I'm gassed I said 50 cent about a minute before you said it. You could well, tell, minute, you could tell like, it was because it was... <laughs> one, because it's like his favourite artist and yeah. two, because he stopped talking. I feel like it's also... No, but like, I did that lot in another... Oh, okay, fair. Sorry. Spoilers. But, yeah. Okay, anyway. Moving swiftly on Tracks after it, that yeah. uh, fiasco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, before we uh, touch on football a bit, you said that uh, you prepared a little team of the decade oh i did yeah yeah so i saw this thing on sky sports where like obviously it's quite a topical thing right now about like oh what's your like team of the decade and stuff like that um 
it was a bit of a that's a bit of a weird one here because I think it's quite tricky because actually few of them have actually been able to perform at a really high level throughout the whole obviously ten years. But I think it's fairly similar to to stuff that yourself and and Nish and, and Hamish obviously contributed a little bit as well with the uh, the team of the decade when Nish did it a while ago. Um, do you want to just like go through it? Oh uh, yeah, just go through it. So I'd say like obviously De Gea joined United in two thousand and eleven. No. Yeah, 2011. Around then. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. 2011. Um, so he's pretty much been here the whole decade. Despite that and him being, sorry, despite him having a really poor first season and potentially costing you points to mean that City pipped you to the title in 2012, I'd still probably put De Gea there. I guess like notable mentions are like Casper Schmeichel for like doing bits right now and like winning the league in 2016. Yeah. But you can't really put him as like the best keeper of the decade. I think um, my, my reasoning for De Gea just would be like, or one of them was no other Premier League keeper so for a period, De Gea was the best in the world, in my opinion, anyway. You can maybe argue Alisson the last season or so. But again, it's like it's like similar reasons as to why I have like a few notable mentions and stuff. People who've done it for a couple of seasons, but you can't really put them in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I'd say like Alisson's been very good in the last two seasons. Edison, I think, has been phenomenal in, two, in the last two seasons. Mm -hmm. I think probably more so last season and the season before than obviously this season, because I think he's made a few more errors this season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I'd, I'd still put De Gea in there, I think. Um, I went Ivanovic at right back just because of, um, I mean, I hate the fact that I have like- what? Over Zabaleta? I think so. I think so. I think um, Ivanovic used to pop up with like really big goals at key times. Um, yeah, to be did. fair, not just in the Premier League, I'm talking about like European competitions as well, which maybe is a little bit, well, definitely not biased because I'm a QBR fan, but um, <laughs> uh, a little bit sort of skewed in terms of like what we're looking at. But- I think that, yeah, Ivanovic was like really, really solid. Like you, you very rarely saw him make mistakes and stuff. Zabaleta, I think by the end of it, he sort of caught, it caught up with him a little bit. I think it was also the point of like when Ivanovic left, there wasn't really a drop in his form from what I remember. Like he wasn't really poor. Whereas I feel like Zabaleta is like poor enough now that West Ham don't start him. Do you know what I mean? So it's like a little bit of a different dynamic. And yeah, yeah I think he might be slightly older in fairness, but the point still stands of like his peak in his, in the decade arguably was better but over the course of the whole decade i think i'd rather have ivanovic um i went with van dyke and company now company i think is pretty much unanimous yeah van dyke's the one where it's like people are like well he's only been at liverpool for two years can you really say that blah 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 now for me i think it's one of those where van dyke was also like very solid for southampton and southampton finished like eighth or ninth with him at center back uh only two or three seasons ago i think and like that somewhat goes a little bit under the radar given how like pivotal he would have been at centre-back and as a leader. Um, so I think that he still had good Premier League seasons even in spite of the fact he wasn't at Liverpool mm -hmm. and like trying to compete for the title. Do you know? Yeah, I mean? no, that's a fair point. So that's why I put him there, I think. I put probably a weird one here because like you got Ashley Cole, but I think he was more known in his sort of 2000s as opposed to like in the 10s yeah. now. Um, so I'd probably put Aspilicator. Um, as Pilicueta yeah. is one who I would have had in our team of the year. Yeah, I over, think you said that, right? Over who we, we put in you Baines. Said, you said Baines, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Baines has been very good, but in the, again, from 2010 to 2019, I don't think he's... I think it's more I the early, he's early years. finished in the, the decade four yeah. with Everton. So like, he's been very solid, but like in terms of like the really high quality, although I remember to be fair, there was one season where he had like 10 assists and 15 goals. Yeah. Albeit he does take free kicks and yeah, penalties, corners but still, and, and corners, yeah. But um, so I'd say like he was at a really high level and stuff. And then I went, I sort of played like a 4-2-2-2 two, 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 
Um, cause on, on Sky Sports, you could sort of like alter it a little Yeah, bit. I would have changed our um, formation. Right. A bit, so yeah. like I went to defensive ishy kind of midfielders or like whatever. And then two attacking midfielders slash wingers and then two strikers. So I went, um, N'Golo Conte again, like started in English football in 2015. So for half a decade, it's been like probably one of the best center midfielders we've, or center defensive midfielders we've seen in the yeah. league. And in the like, world, since, really. Well, definitely in the world. But even like, if you go back to what, what, however long it's been, 25 27 years in how long the Premier League's been around. I'd argue he's been one of the OG best there K, as well. Yeah, like obviously competing with people like Makalele and, and, and arguably Fernandinho to be fair, but he's been like very, very high level. Yeah. Um, and then originally yeah, yeah. I wrote, originally I wrote, I wrote Lampard actually, because I think that he left in 2015 and that first half of the decade, he was still scoring 20 plus goals. But actually I spoke to Nish yesterday and I spoke to him not at length, but I spoke to him a little bit about this Yaya Toure thing. And he was like, I think I'd put him in there. Think about the season he had there. And I think for me, like one season doesn't define it, but I thought- There, back are, there are a few seasons. Exactly. Yeah, so I thought yeah. back at it and I was like, actually, he joined in, I think 2009 or 2010. From about 2011 onwards till about probably 2016, maybe 2017, he was on multiple occasions unplayable. Yeah. So I'd probably take that out with hindsight, having had that conversation with Nish yesterday and actually having looked at stats and stuff that he's like assists and goals and like some of the goals he scored as well. Yeah. Um, just incredible. So I'd probably put Yaya Turi in, in, with N'Golo Conte in the, in the two. Then I'd probably go like Azar and uh, David Silva. I, I hate the fact that there's that many Chelsea players in this team for the yeah, record. Yeah. Um, no, make, I think I've, I think someone like Hazard's like, I think Hazard's there. pretty I think David set. Silva as well. N'Golo mm, Conte is kind of set and he's like half a Chelsea player because he was kind of from his Leicester time as well. Um, but yeah, so I put Azar and David Silva. I mean, I think Azar don't really need to speak too much about him to be honest. One, because I don't want to, but two, because like, uh, <laughs> two, because he's like, obviously a stat speak for itself. But um, like, Yaya, oh, sorry, we talked about Yaya, sorry. Um, David Silva is one of those where I think he's, because he's, so, it's almost like a Messi-Ronaldo dynamic in the sense that he's so consistent that I think he gets overlooked a lot <laughs> because his numbers are like incredible and, the way he dictates play on a weekly basis is so like so consistent that actually when like for example Van Dyke yeah he was in the running for it to be Ballon d'Or now whether or not you think he should have won it is neither here nor there but my point is that people are like well Messi does that all the time this is, and I'm like that's exactly the point the yeah. fact that he does that all the time is the reason he should still be lauded right you take but, you take we take David Silva a bit for granted like when he first 100%. came over he was unbelievable and then it's just he's just been at it for ten years so it's kind of like. Well, it's not new. Yeah. It's not nothing different. Oh, yeah. it's not a new signing that's come in and like changed it up. Like maybe De Bruyne did. Same a bit with Aguero. Ago. I think he goes a bit under the radio. Uh, I agree. And, and actually as, as a result, a good transition into it is Aguero and Kane, I'd say would be my two. I think both of them, even in spite of injuries that they've both had in the last five to six years, um, Aguero probably a little bit longer because he joined in 2011. Um, won them the league in the first season, actually, I think. Um, he... Uh, yeah, both of them have had like, including all competitions. Like I think most seasons they've scored 25, 30 plus. Um, yeah. Even in spite of injuries that have taken them out for a few weeks at a time. So I'd probably go with that. And then as I say, like some of the notable mentions are like Zablet and Walker, um, Vidic and Ferdinand, but I think they were more so noughties than like maybe yeah, this yeah. decade. Um, De Bruyne, who's been phenomenal for like two, three seasons now. Um, Fabregas, who I think was actually quite an underrated mention. Because again, you're talking about him at Arsenal as well as after he came back from Chelsea, Barcelona and Chelsea, like Chelsea, right? Yeah. And I think for I think even now he's still in like the top five highest assist. assist yeah, I think makers he is actually yeah. like that. Yeah, 
So he goes under the radar a little bit. Obviously, you've got like Lampard and Gerard as not- notable mentions as well, because if you're talking about consistency, yeah, they did it through the noughties, but they also did it in like this decade as well. Um, and then obviously like Rooney and Van Persie are like notable mentions, just again for stats and like the, the quality that they brought. Van Persie obviously went to United and won the league straight away. Yeah. Um, Rooney for me is like, for me personally, because he's not attractive and he doesn't, he's not very eloquent and stuff like that. I think he sometimes gets mm, scapegoated a little bit. Yeah. Not only by like, like female fans, but also like for his looks or whatever, but also just like throughout like media, us, whatever. Yeah. Um, I know you look back at early Wayne Rooney when he first came United, like it's right. Unreal. And he joined in 2003, I think. Yeah. Um, that. But even like this decade, as opposed to the previous decade, I still say like he's, one, I think he left in 2017 or 16, I think. The Premier League or? Premier League. Yeah, yeah. Because he went back to Everton, he went, didn't he? I think he went 17 and then 17, 18, he was at Everton, right? Um, and like, so from 2010 to 2017 in this decade, I still think he's been like one of the best strikers around. But yeah. I think he's, um, again, because he he's not as quick or he... You know, as he was getting to his thirty, like 30 he wasn't like old, a, he wasn't like he wasn't like he wasn't like again. He wasn't again. It's similar to David Silva in a weird athlete, way, you know, right? Like, but it's also a similar thing to David Silva, and like he's so consistent that again, it's not new. He scores twenty yeah. goals a season, yeah. So what? But again, it's not actually appreciated that that's 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 fucking incredible. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I'd, I'd say yeah, Rooney's a little notable mention there as well. But yeah, yeah. No, I think it's a good team. I think uh, pretty solid. I like your that. midfield is probably what I would choose now. Thinking of it, mm. that same like. Yeah. Two defensive mids, Hazard and Silver either side. Yeah. Um I'd probably just have right back Sabaletta and yeah. yeah. No, that's a pretty I'm pretty happy with that. Pretty solid team. So I think we should do some awards now. So we're approaching the end of the year and mm. we've prepared some podcast awards out of the episodes we have recorded so far. Welcome to the twenty nineteen Third Wheel Podcast Awards. So first award we have now is the Wholesome Award. So these are given to four moments that we thought were particularly wholesome or nice. And our nominees are Ted and Shah in episode 12, speaking about how Christmas brings families together. Kind of like that where like you're not like you're not going to be able to like meet with each other every day like you know you did when you were little kids. So it's just like you find that little moments and you try and enjoy them. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really nice, yeah. nice way to put it. Luke, in episode eight, speaking about how, how weight loss led to him running a marathon. Yeah, um, I, I remember. like, oh shit, you're looking like look a lot slimmer than what I remember. I remember when I saw you at the, um, yeah, the airport, you were like, oh shit. And I was like, oh, inside, I was like, yes. <laughs> I was quite proud of myself. Shami and her charity work in episode 10. Since realising how much developed countries as such have, I just wanted to do more to try and make that inequality gap a bit smaller and make it a bit more fairer. And the final nominee is Yash in episode one. I feel like one of my duties is to try and leave the world in a better place than what I found it in. And now the winner of the award is... Any guesses, Z? I'll go, I'll go probably Yash. I might be biased. I quite liked... I quite liked was it Luke's one? No, not Luke's one. Um, Tej's one about families being com- coming together. So obviously like mm-hmm. quite topical and like obviously what's going on at the moment. But uh, yeah, I'll probably go Yash. Yeah, the winner is Yash. Oh, You're you correct. Go. My boy. Well done, Yash. Hello to Hamish and Aaron and the listeners of the Third Wheel Podcast. Um, I'd like to say thank you to both of them for winning the Wholesome Award. Um, this is a really 
big moment for me in my life, probably the biggest, if I'm being really honest. And uh, it's going to take some time to realize what I've accomplished. Um, so thank you to both of them. But I would like to say that I'm quite disappointed in them because they dissed my hairline in our episode and in other and in another episode as well. So Hamish and Aaron, as much as I thank you for this for this award, just please know that revenge will be sweet. The next award is the Jeff Ross Award. Well, basically, if you don't know who Jeff Ross is, he's basically a roaster. And this is for the best roast dished out during the episodes. So the first one is it's actually me from episode nine roasting Tom Golden. And I was just firing a shot at his hairline after he started an insults match with me. <laughs> but, You're um, jealous because where I put my hairband on is where your hairline fucking starts. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, well the shot's good the shot's good <laughs> the second nominee is Snager in episode 6 roasting Aaron and Hamish for failing to pronounce her name correctly I think Aaron said Snager but it's fine <laughs> I got nervous I, I think nervous. that's how mm-hmm. Hamish called me as well right yeah but you didn't tell me when I did it so. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even clock to be honest but yeah it's fine five letters but it's hard <laughs> <laughs> the next nominee is Anna in episode 2 Commenting on the professionalism of our podcast. Yeah, it looks professional visually. Phrase all the gear, no idea comes to hell. We're getting void. And the final nominee is Aaron from episode five, where Nish was the guest. And he claims that during the three traits question, that the three traits that Hamish prefers in a girl is, or myself, what am I saying, third person, (laughs) are dogs, cats, and skeptical want something out of my top three just because I mean, I... your your three were dead though like <laughs> dogs and cats and <laughs> like skepta like what the fuck are you on about mate and the winner is anna for roasting the professionalism of our podcast unfortunately anna is not available today to accept her awards i'll be accepting on her behalf oh wow what a surprise this is uh i'd like to thank the uh committee for their decision i'd like to thank my friends um especially aaron and all my family um, for such a prestigious award. Um, it's going to go right up on top of my mantelpiece alongside my yellow water bottle. Thank you. Our third award is the Ra Award, which is just for the most controversial or debatable moment or just something that kind of responds with a Ra. The first nominee is Tom Golden in episode nine, Calling American Idiots. After being there for a while, I started to realize like there is no embarrassment of being an idiot because they're all idiots. Josh Cavey in episode three talking about body positivity. Then it was like, oh, here's my body. It's me. Love myself. Whatever. And that is perfectly fine. Like That's a really good thing. And then the fatties came along. Aaron in episode one with Yash speaking about how he did not want to be a part of a brown group. So before I came to uni, I did not want to be associated with a brown group. I hated the idea of being in a brown group. Like, and James in episode four, fucking up in his UK citizenship test. Can the Council of Europe make laws for the UK? Yes or no? Infamously, yes. Well, they said no. Oh, is it the. Oh, peak. I don't look like a massive twat here. And the winner is Josh. Hi, guys. Thank you very much for my award uh, it's an absolute pleasure to receive the the raw award which i'm not actually sure if that's a good or a bad thing yet given that i got it for slagging off fat people for about half an hour it's probably 
the latter. Um, but it's, a, it's an absolute honour, and this is the best possible end to 2019 I could have thought of. So I'm, a, I'm really grateful. <laughs> one of my favourite moments. Final award of the first set is the one-to-one tutoring award. <laughs> and we can it's pretty much self-explanatory what this award means. And the first nominee is myself in episode seven for pronouncing vinyl as vinyl. I feel like Hamish, you're not really a Beatles person, are you? The only reason no. like I really had anything to do with it was when I got him a birthday gift of a Beatles <laughs> vinyl or vinyl. Oh, yeah. did, vinyl. I don't know which one it is. I said vinyl <laughs> or vinyl. <laughs> I don't know how it says. Who so. says vinyl? Next nominee is Aaron in episode 11 with TK, where he can't spell the word aunt. Aunt. A-R-E apostrophe nt are you dumb fam n Bro, a- you fuck- i thought he would just forget the apostrophe but a- he fucked it fully a r e n the next nominee is shammy in episode 10 for mispronouncing yosemite <laughs> thank you uh, uh, you mentioned you did yosemite and stuff yeah that must have been insane yeah yosemite was like oh is it you yeah <laughs> i, I did when i like oh, shout it out and the final nominee is once again myself in episode five featuring this for struggling to read a tweet off the phone. Bro, I got to read one of these out. So this one is, wait, Colleen's Vardy statement should be taught in English lit classes. It sets the scene in intrigue. I can't say the word. <laughs> intrigue. How do you say this word? <laughs> and the winner is Hamish in episode seven with Gina, not being able to pronounce vinyl. Cheers for the award. Not sure if I should be happy or sad about this, but. Cheers anyway. Hopefully next year someone else gets it. Thank you. Could have yeah. been either of them, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was multiple there. What was the word meant to be there? What do you mean? Do you remember? Just final. No, no, no. Was in the when you can way. read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Intriguingly. Oh, intriguingly. Yeah, he said oh, it wrong, right. but no one called him out on it after, anyways. Oh, right. He just okay. said intriguingly. Now we go into some just more personal ones. So the award for Aaron's or my favorite moment that goes to Snager in her episode where near the end she says we are really easy to talk to. That was my favorite moment. And my favorite moment is when Aaron was struggling to answer the three traits question in Nish's episode because we've turned that into a permanent question or a segment onto <laughs> our show now. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite moment. It's a, it's a valid question yep. to ask, to be honest. It's very and, intriguing normally. Yep. What about um, Yuzi? What, is, what was your favorite moment? Because you do actively listen to us. I do, actually. Yeah, I listen to, I've listened to most of them, actually. I think probably eight out of the 11, maybe now 12 come out now, right? Yep. So out of the 12, I think... I think I've listened to like eight or something, uh, maybe a nine. Um, I think probably my favorite moment, maybe from a from like a personal perspective, was speaking, uh, listening to who who was it that spoke? I think was it episode eight. What was the um, uh, topic? He was talking about his weight loss. Oh, was Luke. It Luke. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I listened to Luke speak about um, his weight loss and like that. And I guess like for me personally, that sort of struck a chord. Like I was like pretty chubby when I was like a kid oh, in really? school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I'm not like an amazing shape now, but like much better shape. Um, but yeah, like back in those days, like I was like fat. Like you could ask Nish, he'll build, he'll vouch for that. Um, but yeah, so I think the fact that he was like we went from like whatever 107 kilograms to running a half marathon, and I think he said one hour and 38 minutes which is like sorry no a full marathon in three hours and 38 minutes is like ridiculous um because like for me i did i luckily managed to run a half in like 149 but if i was to do a full like it definitely only target would be sub four Mm. so the fact that he went ah 338 and i was kind of disappointed and he was like only a few years ago like 107 kilograms is like incredible yeah um 
Yeah. So like mad credit to him. And he said like five times a week, he goes to the gym five times a week. He goes for a run as well, yeah, which yeah. is like mental. Um, yeah, that's like a proper credit. Cause like, I'm sure he has stuff going on in his life, but the fact that he makes time to do those <clears throat> things is like really, really like commendable. Yeah, for sure. So I'd probably say that off the top of my head. Sweet. Yeah, it's nice. And now we got our each of personal's favorite episode. So mine goes to Gina, episode seven. So this one I just found, there are a couple of contenders in there. So I think Yash, just sentimental reasons, like being the first episode, that's like always going to be like a really special one. Mm. Snager for someone who I did not know at all before mm. coming on. I thought that was really nice. But Gina's one, I just remember like look editing it back. I just couldn't stop laughing, mainly due to Hamish fucking up and Gina <laughs> like just uh, slaughtering him for it. But I just thought that was a really funny episode. And she can just talk. Fair. So just made life easier. My favorite episode was the Josh KV episode. But once again, this was also pretty tough to decide for reasons such as what Aaron said. I think every episode has been a good one. But I think the KV's one struck struck a different way when he asked us the question out of the blue, the most controversial topic, and then laid out <laughs> laid out what he said. And it's been a really good turning point since. Mm. Especially since we, that was only episode three as well. Like that was yeah. insane. And yeah, Z, we were wondering if you have a favorite episode so far of think- that you listen to. So yeah, out of the seven, uh, eight or nine that I have listened to, I'd say I'd, obviously like the ones like, so I know Shami a little bit, not very, very well, but like obviously I saw her at uni and stuff like that. I know uh, Nish obviously very, very well and like Yash pretty well. Um, so like obviously looking back on memories and stuff like with the two of them was like really good fun and like listening to stuff from uni that I probably knew about and stuff was like good, like nostalgia mm-hmm. and stuff. But I'd probably say like, given that it's more like, I guess you're kind of asking about maybe a new newer episode or maybe you're not, but I guess for me, the really interesting one was um, the Snager one because I think that she spoke about very differing um, topics throughout the hour and 20 or however, however yeah, long yeah. you guys put together for the podcast. Um, obviously some of it was about like mental health and like aesthetics and skincare. Some of it was about like grime music and concerts. Some, so it was like nice to, I guess, like get to know someone through a podcast meme. Uh, mean, sorry, mean. not mean. Is that what we are? <laughs> <laughs> We're not there yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Soon, soon come, soon come. Um, but yeah, no. To get to get to know, I guess someone, and as as long as as well as that, like obviously the seven or eight people or other people that I didn't, I don't know. Um, it was cool to like be able to yeah. hear that. But I'd say I'll probably say Stranger off the top of my head. Awesome, and that also kind of follows through. We have an award for the most played episode. So this is the episode with the most views across like YouTube and Spotify oh. and Apple Podcasts and pocket cast wherever you listen to it and by unanimous decision the winner is nature yeah so that was pretty mad because that one yeah. kind of so she's a beanock basically so yeah she gets that award and that concludes the 2019 third wheel podcast awards so, so maybe if you're a guest on next year <laughs> we could actually include you in the awards but, so yeah hit us up if you want to be a guest Maybe you'll be amongst the favorite moments or favorite episodes. Yeah, it'd be mad. You got you lot trying to go through like fifty plus weeks of yeah, uh, that would be that would be next mad. year though. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll Twelve is about manageable, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much. Yeah, I think should we start rounding up? We have our final questions. The first question is: If you're on death row, what would be your chosen meal? Oh, um, that's a good question. I think I'd just be like burger and chips or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a good little GBK and stuff doesn't go mm-hmm. amiss, but I mean... Your parents' hand-cooked meal? Oh, that's a good cop-out. I'll like be one. like... <laughs> I'll just be like, give me a biryani and I'm good. You know what, actually? <laughs> so, uh, 
people who know me will know like I'm like know me well know that I'm like a really big fan of chili paneer. Um, okay. So like I'd probably go, albeit actually Nish and Adam and I went to a restaurant last night for dinner and um, we went to an Afghani place in Harren Wilston. Sick, really, really nice. Mm -hmm. um, but I think as a consistent sort of basis uh, at pretty much every Indian restaurant, I'd say chili paneer is probably my thing. Um, chili paneer and garlic butter naan, like he just he doesn't get much better than that to be honest. I'd probably go that. Although um, the shits afterwards would be a bit peak. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're on death row. There so, you go. So, no, so, it's a problem, problem solved. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> problem solved. So if that's my last meal and I'm getting executed after that, then there you go. None of the negatives come to fruition. So nice. it's all good. <laughs> the second question is, if you could listen to one song forever, what would it be? So I think for me, like, as I think I mentioned, I think I mentioned earlier in this podcast, even after we start recording, but Drake's like one of my favorite artists. Um, in spite of that, in terms of like my favorite song, I'd probably lean on the more like upbeat ones. And Drake has some of them, but I'd probably go with like a more Afro beatsy like vibe sort of song. And like Hamish and I spoke about this earlier. We spoke about it in the car actually, but I'm a big fan of like Hardy Caprio and like a sort of summertime sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So like songs like Unsigned, Super Soaker, that sort of thing and like proper, proper top quality. But I think for me, the one that I'd probably be able to listen for a long period of time and it's been a year and a half since I first heard it and still playing it quite a lot um, is Best Life by Hardy mm -hmm. Caprio um, lyrics are somewhat relatable but also just like the vibe the mm -hmm. sort of like you just imagine sunshine when you hear that song is that um, the one that's like living my best life yeah exactly okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. have you actually heard Love Song by Hardy Caprio it's not on it's only on YouTube I don't think I have no it's, I think it's, it's before it he went he was before he went bigger and that's one of my favourite songs have it's not a very it, happy vibe but it's yeah. a somatic. No, but isn't like Hardy Hubbard is like it's one of those where he has a mix of both. Right. And like I think there was one that's on so packages is by AJ Tracy where he like spits and like just basically just raps and stuff. But Hardy Caprio has another one. I think it's called Lucky Me Freestyle. Yeah. If I'm not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And that one is uh that one's awesome. Like that that's sort of like the other side to mm -hmm. what I would want in like a rapper, R and B hip hop mm -hmm. sort of artist. If you like, like that, then definitely listen to a love song by Hardy Caprio. Oh, is that more of a like rap yeah. piece or one? Okay, cool. It's only on YouTube, so. Okay, sick. I'll have to check it out. Um, but yeah, I'll probably go best off. I think it's like sort of a vibe and stuff. So I really like that one. And third and final question is a question we ask every guest. And that is, what has been your most memorable third wheeling experience? So I had a bit of a trouble with this one. <laughs> I'm not normally the first or the second wheel. I just, I just, I don't really normally assert, like try and <clears throat> become a third wheel in any sort of situation. <laughs> I think the one time I can remember um, off the top of my head is uh when i was at oh was about to say it, uh one of my other companies before the current one i work at and we just finished like all the training and stuff or whatever and like we're le like heading out and we're heading back home and it was uh it's kind of like a fourth wheeling thing but we'll go with it because yeah, yeah. we'll just disregard the other guy <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so we were like heading out to the station and uh these two were like secretly seeing each other and me and this other guy like knew that this was what was going on but like we just we and we were joking about it all the time but they just oh actually Okay, so I was thinking of what that moment, a better one for third wheeling would actually be the same couple. Again, lunchtime as opposed to after work. And um, we went to literally just like go for a walk and then grab some food and then come back basically. And he was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm meeting up with this girl to like go for lunch. And like she, we both did the same, all three of us were on the same group, like like working together, whatever. Mm -hmm. But then, they, you know, I said that you get placed with like Barclays, U UBS, etc. So he had just come back from his placement and she was at UBS. Uh, 
I think, yeah. So they were all, we're all in the same vicinity or whatever. So we could like meet up quite easily. But yeah, so basically we met, like we met up as a three and I was like, originally I was like, no, 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 I'm not gonna like, I'm cool. I'm good. Like you lot enjoy it. Cool. I'm not gonna do it. Mate, he was so persistent. He was just like, no, no, come with us. And it, nothing, what do you mean? Nothing's going on in it. I was like, cool, 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 cool. Um, I was like, you know what? Okay, man, if you're really that adamant, I'll come with you. Fine, let's go for lunch. So we went for lunch or whatever. They're like trying their best not to be copley and stuff like that. But I just knew that something was going on. And I came back and I was just like, I just looked at the girl who, uh, sorry, the other person uh, from the group. And I was just like, this is definitely, like this is something's definitely happening right here. And then like two months later, they're like, I know, I know this is going to come as a shock, but we're actually dating. And I was like, oh, well fucking about time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of those, literally. And me and my other mate were actually talking about it before we went to this event when they told us, we're like, do you reckon today's the day? And they're probably, probably, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, surprise. I'm like, not really. I was like, um, Just yeah, act surprised. No, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! It, was like that. it wasn't like that, um, but um, yeah. So that was probably the the biggest moment I, I could name off the top of my head. Luckily, I'm not normally a massive third yeah. wheel. Um, I think it's a bit awkward generally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's right. <laughs> the next segment is a call out. So if you want to call out someone to hopefully be a guest in a future episode, who would you call out? So we've done like I think you guys have done quite a lot of uh, people from from Warwick and stuff so far. Um, I think, I think it'd be really, so my brother's actually quite into like YouTube and like wants to get into podcasting and stuff. So I think given that you guys are, seem, seem to be quite open about like having random people on as well. I think you said you recorded a podcast recently about with like someone who you've never met before and stuff. So uh, both of you. So that's, that's really cool. Um, I think, yeah, I think uh, it'd give my brother a big insight into like what the podcasting sort of life is like and like give him some tips and like maybe how he feels in that sort of environment. But I think he has a lot of stuff to talk, talk about as well. Like He's obviously, he was a student at uni at Cardiff. He's, um, in, he's been into like YouTube for quite a, like decently consistently for a while now, like releasing music videos and stuff like that and like rapping and whatever. So I think it'd be cool to have, to have him on, I think. Um, but yeah, we can, we can put his, uh, social media and that in the, yeah, as, a, in the as a little call out. Yeah. 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 If, if you like, all right with that. Um, he's got plenty, he's got started off with a <laughs> decent amount of followers, but can't have, can't, can't uh, harm him from having any more. So no, no. <laughs> I think that leads in a bit to your shout out. Yeah, cool. So, so like, obviously just shout out my brother, but I'd say, I guess for me, uh, something I've got into recent, well, since I left my first job was um, was blogging. So I guess like check out my stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, on WordPress. So again, we can put a like, link in the description if you're fancy uh, having a look at it. But yeah, that really, really decent well, I like to, I, I like to hope it's decent stuff, decent <laughs> content. Yeah, mainly sport to be fair, mainly football. But there's one I did on just like more generic stuff about like positivity and perseverance. Okay, so nice. um, something that's hopefully a little bit more relatable to like non-sporting sort of people. Um, but yeah, but also shout, like without sounding cheesy, like shout out to you guys as well. Like, obviously it's been three months now, end of the year. No, seriously though, like it's end of the year now and you lot have been doing it for consistently for three months now. Um, you're ahead of schedule like, getting on the grind like yeah. it's been good man i think we're as surprised as surprises everyone <laughs> no no it's good and i think obviously the the listener base and stuff's been growing quite a bit and like obviously it takes time to just build somewhat like build high numbers and that but you've got the studio equipment like in my opinion it sounds very good even like audio audially uh, is that a word probably not um I see, in an, in, in, I see a lot more fucked up <laughs> in an audio fashion it sounds very good yeah, yeah um and easy on the ear so yeah 
No, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks right. for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going like to take a compliment. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you two are like shaking your heads like, oh, why did you have to say that? Uh, uh, no, I, I sound like a, a bit of a bum lick now, but I, I do mean that with all sincerity, to be fair. Yeah, so uh, my shout out is going to be, I'm not a massive darts watcher, mm. but uh watched it a bit recently. And re- I, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce her name wrong, but Fallon Sherrock, uh, she recently just became the first female darts player to beat a male. I saw that, yeah. Um, yeah, and actually yesterday at the time of recording, she actually won again, beat another male. And that time it was 11th, the guy who was ranked 11th in the world. Yeah. So uh, yeah, shout out to her. What do you think about like males and females playing darts together? What's wrong with it? This is the thing. So like for me, not because of like lack of equality and stuff, but I think like evolution means that it can be difficult for like males and females to play at the same level with certain sports mm-hmm. but with something that's such a skill based like I, and this proves it like yeah. there's no reason why they can't play snooker darts ch- i presume chess they chess they do but yeah. those sorts of like skill based sports chess is an in in inverted commas sport but and i'm gonna get a bit <laughs> of hate for that but that's cool you're a lot of nerds no, um, <laughs> um, the chess ultras uh, yeah exactly fully, yeah just all seven of them just yeah. like, i hate you i hate the guy on your podcast um yeah, no, I mean, when it's like skill-based, I think it's like, I think it's definitely more like, why not sort of thing. And as I say, this sort of stuff proves it. Yeah. I think for the most part, I think what a lot of women have been campaigning for, and rightfully so, has been like to have a platform or like the ability and facilities to be even like to improve. And mm-hmm. I think like even if you look at football and stuff, like it's not the same level as men's. Whether it ever will be is like yet to be seen, I guess. But like the fact that there's now much more investment now relative to when it, where we were before is like the big thing for me. Um, and I th- like obviously like really really positive but yeah so i don't i don't really see the in, like the issue with that no. personally yeah so yeah. my shout outs for dana bakes for making the, <sighs> some amazing set of brownies and then for stage's birthday and didn't save one for me for the record dana bakes is my sister by the way well, oh my i was referring to her as our own person Aaron. thanks for <laughs> taking that away oh my she's also my sister <laughs> <laughs> also uh, yeah. less importantly um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out dana though um sent me brownie <laughs> yeah she also gave some cupcakes yesterday those are actually really nice as well so yeah cool. cheers, cheers for them decent yeah z what is your shout oh i've done it, isn't it? Uh, oh, yeah yes oh yeah, yeah my, my, <laughs> own, my own wordpress yeah yeah, yeah. and um, us of course and of course you lot yeah, yeah. and um his brother and my brother yeah, yeah. i mean my, my brother's uh more of a call out to to challenge him to come mm-hmm. on the podcast because i think as i say it'll be a good learning curve but definitely mm-hmm. we can shout him out in the yeah. social media stuff yeah all his stuff will be in the description anyway and yeah, cheers yeah. for coming on. No, cheers thank you for the insightful uh, episode. <laughs> Say that again. Cheers for the insightful episode. Oh yeah, I hope, I hope and hosting uh, as well. Thanks for hosting us. Oh, that's all right. Oh, yeah, yeah I think it's, it's I think it's been a really good episode. Yeah, I'm yeah, glad. Been, uh, I'm glad. It's uh, definitely we're looking at the time of how long we've recorded for, and it's like three hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been able to speak long enough for you to have yeah, enough content to no, put together. No, it's definitely been good. Good, I'm glad, and hopefully the Nando's bang too. As yeah, always. yeah, of course, as always. And the next episode will be in the new year. So yeah, everyone have a good new year. If you listen to this beforehand. Yeah, have, a good see you. Yeah. have a good new year. Bye. Yeah. Happy New Year. See you. Bye.